Vino and Rich. I'm the smartest man alive! Best of the week. You gotta be kidding me. You guys are dumb. Honestly, how do I deal with you every day? Uh, I don't know. Gavino and Rich. Best of the week. Hold back your excitement. It's like working with a dummy. Only on Faction Talk 103. Gavino and Rich. I heard all about it on the radio. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. This is the dumbest game ever, but you guys are gonna you guys are actually the contestants, Cavino and Spot. Sure. It's a game I saw on social media yesterday. I saw someone put it down. I'm like, you know, this would actually uh this would actually be a good game. It's called Donut or Done It. I already oh. played that game. Now I already played it. Don't I I want to go to these people one at a time. I played this and, game with Jordan yesterday. And I want them to describe their life to you. And then you have to guess if have they more recently ate a donut or done it, had sex? Donut or done it? Start with Richard in California. Richard, don't answer the question. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm here. How's Richard, what's up, man? Are you married? Yes, I am. How long? Okay, you guys ask the question. Uh, 25 years. Oh. I, no, I, oh, wait, wait, hang on. Can I chime in? All right, so... Kavino, any questions for this guy before you guess? No, this guy more recently had a donut. Donut. 100%. Donut. That's what you don't need, 25 years I don't need married? any more questions. That's all you need? Richard, did you, most, did you most recently have a donut or have sex? Sex. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. You, wow. Guys are, you guys are fucking 0 for 1. All right. Wow. All right. But how do we know if you still have a donut, too? Because I am a truck driver, but I am also diabetic, so I can't have donuts. Oh, oh. We, okay. So now see, we, you know what? You know what? You I'm need gonna, to ask questions. I'm gonna learn. See? You so learned your fucking lesson. Get yourself a buzzer because you're. I gonna, mean, you, I don't think are you a diabetic was going to come into the play here. What do you do for yes. a living? I'm a truck driver. So I would have thought, oh, he definitely had a donut. Yeah, yeah I would absolutely see, All but right, I would well. never think to ask. Are you a diabetic? So All that's going to be my first question. I was sad to now. say that my answer yesterday was donut. My answer. Is also donut. <laughs> I had a donut Sunday and Same it's here. Wednesday and I have not had sex. Oh, since mine's, I mine's Santa Monica. On Wait, yours, yours is done it? Yeah, I don't eat donuts anymore. Wow. I haven't had, a, I haven't had a donut in uh, three months. I had a donut Sunday morning with uh, Sarah and Emmy and Ben. We had a little little bakery donut. And uh, this week's been dry for me, so <laughs> my answer is donut. Go to Albuquerque. Adam, don't answer the question. The guys will start their interview now. All right. Adam, how old are you? Uh, 34. All right. Are you married? No. Do you have kids? Oh, he's not married. Yeah, I have kids. Okay. Uh, are you diabetic? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have um, ED by any chance? No. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, let's see. What did you have for dinner last night? Tacos. Oh, after tacos, you don't want sex. So he's 34. He had tacos last night. He eats tacos on a Tuesday. Do you have a girlfriend? That's a good one. Yeah. How long have you been dating? Uh, Eight months. All right. Oh, the answer is he's done it. Done it. Adam? Yes. Wow. There it is. There it is. Where do you want to go next? Oh, wait. What are the prizes? Oh, it's fucking high fives from oh, you guys. Hey, You're the Adam. contestants. Adam, you get a high five from us. All right. Yeah, there you <laughs> Great go. job. Yeah, there you go. All right, Brad in Charlotte. What's up, Brad? Oh, yeah. How's it going, guys? Go. All right, uh, ask away, hey, fellas. Guys. Hey, Brad, you handsome guy? What's going on with you? 
I've done pretty well in my life. I actually played a little football back in college. I've tried to stay in good shape. What kind of underwear do you wear? Tidy whities uh, like designer briefs? <laughs> uh, t- Tommy John boxer briefs. Oh, okay. Oh. So he's bought some new ones. Right, former college athlete. Do you Tommy shave John? your 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 pubes or not? <laughs> do you trim? Do you groom? I, I don't. It, it, it's not ten doll, but it's trimmed nicely and in oh. all the right places. Okay. okay. Uh, any other questions before you guess whether or not he's done it or donut? Has he more recently had what sex do you or do ate for a donut? A living, Brad. I'm a sommelier. Oh, oh wine guy. Get a, a wine Ooh, expert wine guy. guy. He definitely, he what? done it. Wait, wait hold on, hold no, on. No, no, done, done it. No, you no, didn't no. even ask if he had a girlfriend. He's Don't in matter. quarantine. He's in quarantine because, or a boyfriend. No, because people that drink wine aren't like chilling back with a donut. Yeah, they're they're getting like fancy like fucking warm butter cakes. Definitely done it. Done it. I'm going to say done it. Done it. Brad, have you more recently ate a donut or had sex? I've most recently had a donut, guys. Sorry. Oh, Oh, fuck. You're a sommelier. (laughs) Doesn't go with wine. No one says let's have some donuts and wine. Former college athletes, sommelier. Trimmed nuts. Come on. You're wasting Uh, your time. But but, but in in all fairness, one of the restaurants that I work with, we have these bombolones, which are Italian donuts, which is not No, no, no. I mean a fucking, like, Dunkin' Donuts. No, it's the worst. Brian Brad. let us down. Yeah, he let us down. Those Tommy John underwears got you nothing. You know what? You had a good line of questioning, too. Does he shave his nuts? What type of underwear does he wear? That's pretty good. When we try to play the new game that's sweeping the nation, Donut or Done It? What have you done more recently? Hey, John in Virginia, you're our next oh contestant. As, as we get John ready, let me ask you. Since, mm-hmm. sadly, you and I, both our answer is donut. Yeah, Sunday What type morning. of donut did you also have Sunday? I had I, the bacon maple. Oh, the bacon at, maple. Uh, what was it called? Um, something car. What's that place in, in Santa Monica? There was a line for a mile. Shit. Sidecar or something Sidecar. Like I had a, uh, I had a glazed with, like, a crumb glazed. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. All right, John. Thanks, John. We know you, John. Hey, you're, 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 you're a regular. Donut. Guys, any questions, Jeff, for John, or you just want to answer Donut right away? Yeah, John, <laughs> when's, the last one you t- when's the last time you tugged one out? Um, it's been a couple years. What? Uh, what? Wait, a couple years since you jerked off? Oh, no, no, no. I did that last night. Okay, last night. Oh, so oh, wait a second. Wait, so did he just kind of allude to the, did he give the answer? Yeah, but that would assume that he had a donut like today or yesterday. Yeah, maybe it's a trick question. Maybe he's like, I've never had a donut. Mm. Uh, John, would you say that uh, you're a ladies' man? I am. I am. I don't know. He seems pretty awkward on the phone. John, are Virginia you, is for lovers. Virginia spot. is for lovers. John, are you a diabetic? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Uh, what did you have for dinner last night? What did I have? I had the cookout. Oh, like a heavy barbecue? A heavy barbecue. Oh. Definitely wasn't like, that. Okay, so yeah. donut yeah. is the answer. Donut. Uh, John, donut or donut? Donut. Donut. Oh. Yeah. Donut. 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 We win. Yeah, we won. Hey, John. We won. Well oh, Shout yeah. out Donut, who's boss. Oh. Right, well, let's do uh, two, more, two more quickies. All Thanks, right. John. Donut oh, or done it. Yeah. All right, later. Yeah. I just, you, I just thought this would be fun. Oh, I'm having a great time. A little guessing game. All right. Uh, Daniel in Arizona. Hey, Daniel, you're on the show. Hey, what's up, guys? You know what, uh, Daniel? Oh, he has a very strong voice. That's Daniel. Uh, is that Daniel Javier? No, I don't think it so. Is. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, you definitely had a donut. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> had a donut. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Uh, let's see. Daniel Javier Feets, one of our good pals. Let's see, he's got let's a kid. We, we know Daniel. He's got a kid. Yeah, oh, so you know, kids, there's always like snacks and it's shit lying snacks. around. Right? And when you have kids, you're tired. Too tired for sex half yeah. the time. What'd you have for yeah. dinner last night? Um, For dinner, uh, actually, I had a salad. Oh, fuck. Ooh, Damn. Oh, that's kind of whack. I know. Oh, oh, see? Oh, yeah. Now he's he on a diet. He might be on a diet. All right. Um, yeah. Are you diabetic? <laughs> oh, um, go ahead. Are you diabetic? Am I diabetic? I am not. You know what? I I have been pre-diabetic in the future in the past. Oh, though. Okay. All right, but he's eating <laughs> I think he's, healthy I think now. He's on a diet. Yeah, but he's Mexican. Maybe he's got like that Bob from the. Do Baba I, do sort of churros thing. count as donuts? No, no, they don't. No. But remember when Bob would come Same home family, and he'd be like, "Rosie, I need some booty," you know, and she's like, "Bob, I'm more than just a sex toy." Remember, like maybe Daniel's got that sort of vibe going think, on at oh, home. You think he's like Bob? Yeah, he's like maybe he's yeah. like Bob. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with. <clears throat> All right, do you have any more questions? No, I think Daniel's a horny it. vato yeah. loco, and he's done it. I'm going to say done it. All right. I'll, if it was 30 minutes from now, it would be donut because today is one of my um, part-timers' birthdays, and I brought him donuts. But as of right now, it's done it. Oh, oh there you go. Who's curling the toes? Yeah, By 30, uh, 30 minutes. minutes. Thank you, there it Daniel. Is. Yeah, we did it. Daniel, have oh, you sex. Know what? Uh, DJ Dan, everyone hang on because I want to go to line one because I want to guess this. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Spot's brother and Cavino's brother, who now work together, yeah. are on line one. My, uh, this is a good game. My brother calls himself up. The professional cheek splitter. So, all right, let's see. Hold on. Are but then go? again, they're on the road now doing uh, appraisals, right? Which means they could easily stop for a fucking snack and get a donut. Oh yeah, that's sort of yeah, the lifestyle. And my, bro- right? and my brother, you know, has a kid. Yeah, uh, no. listen. Yeah, your I, we'll brother get... talks about hold on. nanny twenty four seven. Hold on, J Rock and Tudmaster Tommy. How are you guys? What's going on, fellas? Yeah. What's up, J Rock? Long time. <laughs> Yo, what? Time what? what? Time what? Oh, I didn't hear what he said. Come on, bro. Oh, oh cheek splitter. splitter. <laughs> long time cheek splitter. First time caller, long time cheek splitter. Okay, so right. J Rock and Tommy. I, I want to start or done. It. I want to start with Tom, uh, James J Rock, okay. Spots brother, because oh, I God, saw on I saw on social media your beautiful wife recently celebrated a birthday. Right? No, no, your anniversary or yeah. birthday? What birthday. was it? it was birthday, birthday. Yeah. So I know you got it was a kid. Her birthday, yep. I know you have a yep. kid, and your kid's in between my kids' ages, right? Yeah. So I, so I know that your life is fucking chaos with a kid, and I know that you and your wife, much like my wife and I, he's stress eating. So he probably yeah. had a donut. And, but did he give her some fucking birthday sauce each? No. no. Oh, no. You know what? I'm going with the donut with Jay. Donut? Go, yeah, because with donut. he's all stressed out. He's working with my brother. <laughs> you know, he, he's got a kid at home that looks just like him. Yeah, but, my, I, feel, my bro- I, but oh. I feel like your brother probably said, no. like, Tracy, it's your birthday. Let my me brother, give you the fucking brush. Oh. I know for a fact my brother p- pretends like he eats healthy, but he loves fucking fast food. <laughs> he loves eating shit. Yeah, he probably made my brother stop at, at like, Krispy Kreme or some shit. Yeah. To, so, get, to get a muscle milk and a donut. Right, right. right James, what's the answer? Answer. So it would have been done it, but um, but the, uh, the it was out of commission, out of service, if you will. Oh, so I could have oh. had a jelly donut, but I didn't take the opportunity. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so all right, all right. So, so, the, so the answer the is donut? donut, donut, donut. All right, all right. Now my brother, Tudmaster Tommy. Again, this is Spot's brother and Cavino's brother. Right. My brother. We're we're playing a game. Uh, we're guessing was uh, 
Was the last thing you did eat a donut or have sex? You got to ask my brother a question. All right, Tommy. He's had a tough week. I know his car broke down again yesterday. Oh, the, the RAV4? The RAV4 broke down for the fifth time in three <laughs> months. The RAV4 sucks, dude. Yeah, RAV4 I know. Yeah. As your dad would say, nothing rad about the RAV4. Nothing rad about that. <laughs> Oh, man. My brother's also very cheap, though, so it's a matter of did my dad buy donuts. Tudmaster Tommy. My dad buys bagels. Tommy. Oh, yeah. Eat, eat, clean, eat clean, bro. bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do we true. Wanna, I'm trying to think what we're going to ask Tommy. My brother's also had some, you know, relationship sort of things going on. Hey, Tommy, you know? Tommy, do you have one girl or multiple girls currently on your texts and DMs? Uh, I met a realtor yesterday. J-Rock tried to cockblock me a little bit, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm working surprised. on one right now. I got the nurse that I'm still messing with, and that's about it, bro. It's, it's, it's hard out here for a pimp. You know COVID times, bro. Shit ain't easy out here. I got two <laughs> questions for my brother. <laughs> yeah, my, my brother actually said, yo, I met a 5'10 Brazilian yesterday. I don't know if I should tap that or ask her to play first base on my softball team. <laughs> <laughs> Five ten? I know. Wow, wow. Yo, dude, she's taller than you. I know. Oh, I know. I, oh, my guess. Yeah, wait, hold on. I got a, I got a valid, valid question. Right. I got a valid question. All right, go ahead. All right, Tommy, when's the last time you got a fresh barbershop fade? I'm going today, baby. What do you mean? Oh, right, so it's fucking been, answers donut. Right, donut. So I, I'm going to yeah. say, you know what? I'm going to say donut too, and I'll tell you why. Because your brother is, while he is a professional cheek splitter, yeah. we are in COVID times. <laughs> We are in COVID, and it's not for the weak hearted. <laughs> right. COVID times. Pizza. And I just think that being on the road with J Rock, not having access to the to the TUD he usually has, I'm going to say the answer is donut, Tommy. For donut, or did I get ass last? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, bro. Come on. I, I, I'd be splitting like once a week, twice a week if I could. <laughs> so uh, the answer is So the answer it? is what? Uh, bro, my mom's listening, but but I be getting cheeks, bro. Come on. <laughs> so he can't say done it, but he yeah. can say I be getting cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> what a dunce. I don't want to tell. I don't want to say, say anything. Mom's listening, but you know I'm putting J-Rock calls up about jelly donuts. Yeah, you dumbass. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Hey, guys, be safe. All right. Later, guys. Later, oh, later, my God. <laughs> that dynamic duo. I got a story about that oh, in a minute. Man. I have a story about my brother and his work antics. <laughs> but anyway, so funny. I'm sure uh, my brother's work antics aren't any better. Oh, my God. All right, Two of so, them together. Oh, my God. Donut or done it? Donut or done it? I played this game. Like I said, my answer was donut. Um, I could just picture your brother, by the way, his beautiful wife being like, yeah, it's that time in the month. I'm, I'm at a commission. And he's like, but your mouth works, right? Like, oh, I could, God. I could picture. That doesn't count, right? I mean, we're no, talking about no. donut or done it. No, no. All uh, right. Let's do, let's do a couple more. The phones are lit. I don't want to keep people hanging. Uh, Dan, uh, let's go to Dan in Ontario. Dan, what's up, buddy? How's it going, fellas? Hey, buddy. Hey, Dan. Hey. Dan, when was the last time? You did any type of cardio or push-up or anything at home? When was the last oh. time you did any type of fitness? Every day. All right, oh, every, right. Day. every day. Okay. Okay. You, know why, you, you know why people do fitness? You could say for health, but most people do fitness because they want to look good for someone. Good. Okay. Yeah. Dan, you don't wear Crocs or anything weird like that, right? I uh, know. Okay. What uh, <laughs> sports team do you support? Toronto Blue Jays, of course. Okay. Yeah. Right. Toronto Blue Jays. Right. Canadi- Canadian- Canadians, Canadians fuck. Yeah. Canadians fall. Like, you know, you, we've talked. You know, I know you're obsessed with the women of Salmon Arm. Canadian women, because let's, they're coming off like the, the cottage days mm, where yeah. they're all hanging at the lake, 
Right. And like all the women in sexy bikinis. It's, isn't it, uh, isn't it, aren't we coming off of, what do they call it, like deck season? What is it? Yeah. Patio yeah, season. Patio season. season? Yeah. Wait, season. hold on, Dan. Yeah. What do you do for a living? Uh, I am a volunteer firefighter. And oh, oh, he's fuck. getting ass. He just came off a calendar shoot. He'd are probably you, fucking somebody wait, right now. Are Dan, you, Dan, are you the fat firefighter or are you like calendar worthy? Uh, but it's, I'd say in, somewhere down the middle. Okay. He, I mean, he works out every day. Yeah. Uh, are you married? How long? Uh, seven years. How many kids oh, or no years. kids? One daughter, three years old. Okay. Oh, okay. that's oh, be a little tired. Uh, Emmy's, Emmy, Emmy's three. And she's oh, wait, hold Emmy's, on. Emmy's Firefight- three, and she's always, pretty disruptive. There's yeah. always fucking snacks at the firehouse. Yeah, but... F- oh! oh always, and it's volunteer, so he's, yeah. so they're he's taking that free shit. For, yeah, oh, the yeah. answer's donut. Dan? Good call, spot. Dan, donut, final answer. Wrong. Oh, oh man. man! I'm sorry. You know good, for you, man. good for you, though, Dan. I'm sorry, I threw you off. Mm. You, know, you know what this made me realize? Dan splitting cheeks. That... <laughs> I, need to, I, I need to get more booty because I'm good for you. The more I realize it, I'd say I've had more donuts than done it in the in the past uh, little while now. Yeah. Well, hey, we got a real crazy answer. Vic and Toronto said he just had a donut while doing it. Wow. Finished both at the same time, so technically it's the tie. It's like a draw? Yeah, it's like a draw. How do you what call that? was it, a that? donut hole? Yeah, I don't know, but that's a great answer, Vic. Popped the last piece <laughs> in his mouth, and he's like, oh! Uh, he, he ate one, and he finished at the same time. Um, DJ, what's up? DJ, what's going on? All right. I feel thrown off. Now. Hey, guys. Hey, bud. What's I have up, a question DJ? for you. DJ, are you more of a Boston cream or a Bavarian cream kind of guy? <laughs> I'm going to say Bavarian. Oh, he's a Bavarian oh, guy. Bavarian. How could you turn down a Bavarian? What's the difference? But Bavarian's the powdered. <laughs> Bavarian is powdered donut with the with the cream inside, Boston's and Boston's the, the chocolate. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Bavarian. Uh, I thought the cream was different. No, no, same cream. Bavarian is the powdered sugar. Okay. And Boston's the <laughs> chocolate glaze. All right. All right, DJ. Uh, DJ, are you really a DJ, or is that your name? Do yeah. Do do women call you DJ, or are you, or is your name like uh, something? Else? What what is your real name? Uh, my real name is John Dennis. John, okay, John. Oh, so what do women call you? What, do, are you married? No. Oh, he's not married. Okay. He's not so married. his name's John I mean, everybody Dennis. calls me DJ. Okay. But he DJ, goes by okay. DJ, so he leads with the D. D. He leads oh, with the D. Oh, oh that's a good one. D. That's good. Uh, let's see. Uh, are you diabetic? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. John, you, would you say you have a hog in your pants? I'm doing pretty good. Oh man, oh, he's got that, he's got that big, big energy. He's yeah. got confidence. I, I felt the confidence yeah. in his voice there, yeah. and I feel like he calls himself DJ. Yeah, his, those aren't even his initials. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say he's, he's still, he still has big dick energy from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. He's, got, he's like, he, I, I feel like Kansas. I saw something uh, a buddy Colin Cowherd ranked Kansas City as some of the top fans. So those guys just have like a, well, a vibe he, about him. He just had some burnt ends though, and he's full. Because a lot of times when you're too full. You can't be curling the toes. Yeah, but then I'm having burn ends every day, are you? All right. Well, all right. I'm going. I'm going. You have done it. Me done too. It. I'm, I'm going to say, say done it. it. DJ, yeah. what's your answer? Sadly, it's donut. Fuck! Oh, oh man! Fucking no. loser. <laughs> Just kidding. Damn, <laughs> Damn it. Oh, donut. Donut. E, uh, EJ in Missouri. Stay those fucking donuts. Jesus. EJ, what's right, going man. on, buddy? Both are hard to pass up. What's up, EJ? EJ, how tall are you? Not much. Five, How tall are you? And a half. Five, ten and a half? Five, ten and a half? Oh, he, he says the half. That's very important. All right, five, ten and a half. DJ, you a big dude or are you a skinny guy or are you average? Average. 
Okay, average five ten. Okay. Sounds a little down on himself. Yeah, you don't sound very confident. I don't. Know, yeah. I don't know if he sounds like real like chill, chill? or sad. Yeah, do you smoke a lot of weed or what? Oh yeah, do you smoke weed? No, uh, I don't smoke any weed, fellas. No, okay. doesn't smoke weed. Yeah. No. Oh, is this, this is EJ, wait, is this EJ Reed? Oh, is this EJ Reed? Yeah, it is. Oh, oh. this motherfucker. We know this guy from social media. Oh, he's ripped like Jesus. Yeah, he's like he's definitely time. getting some ass. Yeah. yeah, but then again. It's quarantine times. Oh, okay, okay. Hasn't he been on like a that health mission true. recently too? No, we see, yeah, we know our listeners. EJ yeah. Reed, no, I'm gonna is, s- he, this dude does three push up, uh, three sit ups, and he's ripped. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's a trick. Yeah, it's a trick. I'm gonna say done it. No, because he's calling too to let everyone know on our forums that he's been getting ass. I'm gonna say done. He's it. not gonna call up the radio show to be like, "Yo, I had a donut, bro." <laughs> he's got ass, definitely. Yeah, done ass. It. You've done it. EJ, yeah, done, done it. it. Final done answer. It. Done it. Done, 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 done it. You done done it again. EJ, read. I want to. I want to wrap it up. We got two more. Two more. That's it. Let's go to Black Adam in Mississippi. We know Black oh, Adam. Black now, Adam. now here's the interesting part. Black Adam's in quarantine because oh. he's got the COVID. He's, he's got the Rona. He's got the Rona. But yo, he's a horny brother. That's right. Yeah, and brother. he told me not to say brother anymore. Right, <laughs> he's been in, he's yeah, been he in said, quarantine. He said his wife dropped off breakfast for him. Yeah, but through a window, through a window, he ain't getting no ass. Yeah, oh, he's, he's got the COVID cough. Yeah, he's definitely had. But then again, it's, that's, we can't say that. You know, he definitely went out and got a donut. Like, yeah, but you would think that like right before he might not like donuts. Right before oh. he was going into quarantine, he would want to have the one that last. Well, hold on, Black Adam. How long What's have you been in quarantine? How, how how long have you been by yourself now? Uh, Friday to the day. All right. Now, my thinking is that food drop-offs from his lovely woman's five days. Five days. Five I days. don't think she's dropped off a donut. I think she's dropped off fast food, barbecue, I don't know, fucking McDonald's, Chipotle, sandwiches, Subway sandwich. Yeah, she's just donut. She's bri- I don't think yeah, donuts but, are in that mix. leading up to this, I he wasn't feeling good anyway. That's true. So hmm. He's on the road all the time. Yeah, unfortunately, even though he's a, you know, a, I bet a smooth you. OG, I bet you, I'm thinking donut. I bet you right before this all went down, he got one last one in. I'm going to say done it. Final answer. All right, so we disagree. I'm saying donut. Rich is saying done it. What happened last? Donut. Donut. Do not. Donut. I ain't, got, I ain't had no answer. Got to be top of nowhere. <laughs> donut. Donut. Okay. Hey, I was calling Spot. Look, I'm at the thing, man. What what you tell me to ask for? Oh, an incentive spirometer. Spirometer. Oh, oh, okay. I know incentive. Yeah. I didn't know spirometer. Thank you, sir. There you yeah. go, buddy. Stay they they probably won't contact. give you one, but uh, you can never heard that. All right. Last hey. round. Last round with Tony in San Diego. Tony. Tony, what's up, man? Gentlemen, how you doing? Uh, you guys, you guys know me, Rich. We talk about the Peloton. oh, Tony. I, I know the answer. Tony, Tony has oh, like Tony. Tony's a Peloton boy. Okay, he's and a yoga he's got, instructor. And, he, and he's a yoga instructor, and he's got like a good-looking girl, and he's like a horned-up guy. Might, that, he might be having sex right now. Uh, yeah, but this, it might be a trick question. I think it's a trick because right, Tony. He works hard so he can enjoy Tony, a pastry Tony, here. And Tony there. presents on social media. Right. Ripped, in-shape guy, ripped guy, very into working out and fitness. He's got, like, a hot girl. Maybe he's, like, a work hard, play hard. It, no, but I think it's one of those. Like, he just had a donut. Like. So we'd assume he just yeah, had sex? Yeah, it's almost too obvious. Like, if this was, like, who wants to be a millionaire, this would be, like, the first question. Right. Because hey, Tony's Tony, like, yeah. ask, do you wear cologne? Dude, absolutely. We've we, uh, been wearing uh, Creed since 
I was like 25 years old. So Creed Cologne, man, best Cologne. Creed Cologne, his name's Tony. Smells like Apollo Creed. Yeah, he's. You know what? Even though this may sound like a trick, I think you got some ass. He smells like Scott Stapp of Creed. Yeah, I'm going with he's done it. No, I'm going to say it's too obvious because knowing Tony, he's also like I think him and his girl like go to the fucking Green Door and stuff. I think that he lives. Like a crazy... So done it? You're going so, done uh, it? No, I'm saying trickery. Oh, trickery The donut. obvious answer is done it. Any donuts? I'm going to say, I'm gonna say he did a two Peloton rides and a workout. He's like, fuck it, we're in quarantine. Donut. He's all about his game. Donut, final answer. What Tony. Oh, man. Rich. You should have gone with Cavino's answer. We did it this morning, man. That's oh, see? I told you. Oh, man. He put on that. He was like. Put on his dick. Yeah, put cologne on his dick. And then, yeah, he worked his dick out. And yeah, he got dick abs. Putting them to use. Thank you, Tony, for playing the game. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, man. Donut. And that is Donut or Done It. A favorite game. Brought to you by. Brought to you by what? Peace, uh, Brought to you by Krispy Kreme. There it is. The game of uh, sweep of the nation. From Merv Griffin Enterprises. Just donut or done it. Thank you. All right. So, Rich, you're not going to be the host of Nard Sharks? It's going to be donut. No. These, donut. these are all uh, my silent auditions for uh, actual game shows. Yeah. I saw that. I played that game yesterday. Uh, oh. Someone's at the front Someone's door. Someone's at the front door. What if he's like Black Adam? He's like, yeah, where's my respirator? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who the fuck's at your front door? Tell him, to, tell him we're doing a radio show. Who is it? I don't know. I can see him, though. What's going on? Who's that? What happens, Vod? Tell- oh. Oh. Are they hot? Oh, that's how it all starts. They said housekeeping? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. All right, oh. well, hey, that was a fun game. I saw that Yeah, yesterday. I was like, who the fuck's coming to my show? No thank whoever, my whoever posted that on our page, yeah. you should thank, because I played that at home. I played the home edition last night. How'd you play the home edition? You he asked that. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Admire. I admire that guy. He posted that on our Kavino and Rich Facebook page. So, Aaron, thank you, buddy. Oh, Pete Nice, another one that says he had a donut while doing it. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Pete and his totally wife. Pete and his wife, that. probably very active, but Pete also likes his donuts. The question is, what would you rather have right now, a donut or... Would you do it? Do it. Rock I think I'd rather have a donut. donut. Really? Honestly, I'd re- like right now. I'd rather. Well, have this a donut. is the do- well, if you told me if you told me do right it now. Do it or or donut. See now I'm making up stupid rules. What if it was like you could eat all the donuts you want right now and it wouldn't count towards calories? Like it's like freebies. Like it. Yeah, but that don't count. No, I, yeah, I can't not do even that. that. Like if there's certain times that like right now. If I told you sex right now or endless donuts, but the donuts wouldn't. I don't even eat an endless donut. One donut. I'd still choose the donut right Frank, now. Uh, Frank in the Bronx. Uh, we'll play one last oh, round. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah bonus round with Frank? Yeah, bonus or, round. or do you just want to call about the game, Frank? What's up? Hey, Frank. Uh, no, I'd like to play one last round. I've been in Long Beach Island. This would be the second week. And for the most part, it's just me and my wife. So I'd like okay. to play Frank, the fucking game right now. Just by the sound of your voice. You I feel like you, you, got, I feel this like you got spaghetti sauce on your fucking shirt <laughs> and, and powdered on your fingers from the no, donut. I, I'm t- no, here's oh, the deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picturing Frank. Frank just LBI, by the way, beautiful place, right down the Jersey Shore. Does a funnel cake count? I bet. I bet you, Frank. Sinatra, he's, Sinatra he's been there playing in the background. Yeah, I bet you this guy. He said he's been just mostly him and his wife at a beach house for the last two weeks. But I bet the punchline here is that fucking broad still don't put out. Yeah, my answer: donut, donut. donut. Final donut. answer: yeah. donut. donut. All right, boys. 
well, almost twice a day for the last week and a half. I've been getting banged like no other. How wow. About wow. wow. Frank, oh, wow. Man, everyone makes Happy me feel. I gotta, here again. I don't know what to go home I'm sorry. Go. Sorry to underestimate you, Frank. Uh, you know what? Go have a donut. Let me write down on my list. I got to go home. Last go, name Footer. Let me write this down. I got to go home and give Sarah a speech. <laughs> Frank Footer. And a spanking. I got to give Sarah yeah. a speech and a spanking. There hey, you look, go. Listen to this segment we did. Seems you know you like everyone's do. getting booty. You should, you should go pick up like a dozen donuts. And then like. Oh, and then, hold, and then pull out my dick and be like, which one? Yeah. See what she chooses? Yeah. Ooh, donuts. There you go. That's a great game. Great uh, every, game. every guy on their way home from work today, pick up, a, pick pick up, up one glazed donut. Hold it in your hand and then pull out your penis and tell your wife, you must choose. <laughs> My wife would definitely choose the donut. Are you going to fluff it up a little bit? Or I'm talking like, get it uh, ready. I think she'd just choose the donut regardless. So, donut or Dickens? That's the game you play tonight. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. So, what's your story about your brother? Oh, yeah. It's, we, not, it's we, not that good. We love stories about Tommy. You said you had an epic, amazing story. There's so many stories behind the stories. Like, him and my dad share a car, and there's always car trouble. Rad my, my, my dad's Rad 4 broke down oh, six times. Oh, the Rad 4. That's right. The Rad 4 has broke down six times. Not four times. Six times in, like, the past two months. And, you know, it's really it makes my brother sad. It's got to stop you. Why my dad chooses to share a car with my brother is beyond me. I can't figure that out. But they both drive, so I guess they feel like they're in it together. I don't know. Because when I was 17, I was paying for my own car. My brother still wants to buy a Mercedes for like 40 Gs. He stepped it down a little bit. Oh, he's not going to get the yeah, $90,000? He's, he's making bank. He's buying crossbows. He's making money. You know he's going out. Is it true? Is it wait? Is he Daryl Dixon? Is it true? <laughs> Crossbows. Is it true that David Blaine had to move that uh, thing to Arizona because he was afraid that Tommy was going to be shooting at the balloons? Yeah, that's why uh, David Blaine did it in Arizona. He was going to do. New, he was going to do from New Jersey to New York, but he had to move it to Arizona. Yeah, because he was a, new, a kid with a new crossbow. <laughs> new kid with a new crossbow. In Union. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Drew Mac hit me up. He goes, "Is it true that Tommy's still going to buy the six-figure Benz? No, he stepped it down to like a forty G Benz. That's what he wants. But him and my dad share a car for driving. My dad works with doctors and delivers blood and stuff like that. My brother does appraisals, right?" So they beat on the same car, which is the Rad 4. The Rad 4. Again, it keeps breaking down. It's like been a nightmare. My mom has freakouts about it. Oh, no, not again. Because, you know, all the time, like, hey, I'm stuck on the side of the road again. The Rad 4 broke down. So this no, is like, no, oh, again. Steven, you're going to have to, oh. And then my mom, you know, it's like the world's ending kind of thing all the time. So you have AAA. But it really is aggravating. In their defense, I'm not even joking. Like the sixth time, this is broken down. I mean, we've I have all a question. In, in 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 we've all had that car. Yeah, yeah this just the, became one thing after the next. In the, def- in the defense of normalcy, though, mm-hmm. your brother's making bank, and your dad's like, your your parents have money, and they put five kids through college or grown ups. Like, do they like the hassle of this car secretly? They paid it off. Old old people. That's the thing. They paid it off. Like my, they just dropped like over fifteen thousand to pay it off. So and then that's when How they had the issues it? with it. 
It's not old at all. Oh. Yeah, so that's the oh, okay. problem. I'm so they're they, so they, like an old RAV4. No, no, no so I'm they went to get it fixed. Like and, 2000. And, and then, then it's under warranty, and it keeps breaking down again and again. And, you know, I feel bad for my dad. He's like, goddamn RAV4 again. And then my mom's like, that's what you get for dealing with these hooligan repairmen. Ooh, you should have went to. You know, I can, uh, I'm making no. this up, but you could just imagine, right? Yeah, I know a guy. Well, this is because your guy is ripping you off, you know? You could just see it. I don't know the backstories, but I'm I could squeeze just, my shoes. Ten. All I know is it's probably my dad's fault in my mom's mind, right? <laughs> and and him and my brother beat this car down. They keep having issues with it. You know what it is? What? It's Tommy that's fucking probably. Oh, he's he give he's, a fuck. Yeah. He's probably riding that car so hard without a doubt. It's that, grinding shit. Yeah, don't, that shouldn't be grinding. Probably like he's probably like drop shifting at a. Yeah, um, like neutral drops. So that's and the backstory. That there's so many stories within that story that are probably too personal and there's too much going on. My parents and their cars has been an issue. My mom did get a new car though recently. She had a brand new Honda Accord. She's real happy about oh. that. You know why though? Because my dad took her Mercedes and got caught in a flood, flooded out the car oh, and they I had to junk that. it. Yeah. So they've had nothing but car problems in the past three, four Sounds months. Sounds like it. Yeah, so they had, they had a perfectly fine Mercedes, right? Same. Perfectly fine car. My dad drove it through a flood my mom probably was, had a freak out about it. Why would you do that? Steven, I mean, yeah. why? Oh, my yeah, God. I was stuck on the highway and the bus came. And, it, 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 and then the flood, like, you know, Jesus. ran into the, into the car and it flooded out the car and like was beyond repair. Yeah, a wave. A wave of flood came my dad's was direction. Route 22? On Route 22. Yeah, that'll do it. So they had to junk a perfectly fine car. It was totaled at that point. So, again, I'm only building the story because car trouble has been the nonstop conversation in my family's life. So Our family had uh, bad luck with cars. Yeah, it's been a weird thing. It's been a weird bad luck streak for the past, again, like three or four months. <laughs> like my, uh, what was it, my Hyundai Sonata? I sold it because when we moved here, I sold it to my mother. She gave me money for it. And the second I handed it over, it like crumbled. Like everything went wrong with him. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, it sucks. Your brother is careless, though. Yeah, he like he take, took it over now, but oh, what? Did, he took that car and he like guidoed it up so much. Like it smells. He trashed it. There was fucking McDonald's cups everywhere. So gross. That's how my brother is listening. I'm like, you you think you're gonna get a quality woman? And he wants to tint the window when you have nothing but what do you have? You would a hobo recycling bottles in your car? What is going on here? You go in my brother's car. It's just nothing but. Plastic bottles smells, everywhere. Smells like fucking Dracar Noir and uh, old iced tea. He's like uh, Mike Hall from the Rusted Valley Restorers. You would think he's some sort of like hobo. So that's the backstory: Car trouble, car trouble. And my, my brother and my dad both rely on their cars to make a living, right? Because my brother's doing appraisals all the time, driving around the tri-state area. Part of his gig. He wants to buy this really high-end car. But he also needs one for work. So that's the dilemma there. So apparently, the company he works for, which is owned by my childhood best friend, Gus, right? Yeah. They have a group chat. Now, my brother doesn't even know that I know this. But they have a group chat. Like for the company? For the company. Has my brother been added to this yet? I don't think your brother's added yet because your brother's still apprenticing and and getting his... Certification as right. an appraiser. 
And if you don't know that story, Spot's brother, J-Rock, and my brother are now working together. They're tag-teaming houses right. and tag-teaming bitches. Which is a whole other story. Oh, I got to... St- Before I even get to my brother's story, I'll tell you a story about your brother. No! Yeah, this is great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is great. Uh. Yo, so my brother Tommy... <laughs> I don't want to hear this. ...was dealing with some dude that they work for, right? Another guy that they work for. And my brother Tommy wanted to introduce... Spot's brother, James, J-Rock, to this guy. He's like, yo, James is out of control. This is my brother, who's a bozo. He's like, James is out of control. He is out of control. He's like, but he's like, like he's witnessing like the things that we say about him, like are real. You know, like, yo, he's really crazy, yo. Right? I'm like, why? What do you do? He goes, yo, I introduced him to, I don't know, give me a name, good Jersey name. Carmine. I introduced him to Carmine, yo. Carmine's like a like a, a wheeler and dealer in this industry. He's like, two minutes into the conversation, you know, James is showing Carmine pictures of his wife's tits. Oh my <laughs> God, James! <laughs> James! <laughs> and I'm like, I told you, dude, that's what he does. You think we're kidding? I gotta have a talk. I gotta have a talk. Imagine that's so funny. Because no, that's your brother. No, but how relating. do I tell him? Your brother's assessing this is, like, the scenario. I, I love my brother, and I he's a funny guy, and all this. But like, he needs to understand. It's hilarious. He meets someone in a professional setting, yep. so yeah, he's like, he's he like, hey, let me show you my, let me show you my wife's tits. First of all, he needs to understand that he shouldn't be showing his the mother of his children's uh, tits <laughs> to everyone he meets, even though he's that. proud of them. And second, he needs to understand that yes, these these are like Jersey guys, and they they all like BS and and you know whatever. But you need to be professional. Please be professional. Here, here he goes. I introduced James to Carmine, you God, some other guy who's important in the industry. First thing he does is show him his wife's tits, yo. Stop showing. He says he's tits. funny as hell. He says James is too funny, yo. Like yeah, no. <laughs> No, but he is. I, 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 you know what? I do trust your brother there because your brother's trying to do what Rich does, and and, and it's disarming I that get person. It. And here's Rich's. Rich does it in a different way. Rich will talk to the boss, oh, and find out the boss is a Mets fan or or whatever the case may be. Oh, you went to Therakuth? and he tries to bring it down to that level, right? You think your brother's doing the same thing, but like on a whole different Guido level you think of talking about of like going to I Syracuse can, is the same as showing your wife me it's me the going same to thing it, it's in it a just, different way. You no, know, it's just it's a different way. Like you're right. If I go to a meeting, Rich not, that, do, not that Kavino does it, but if we're if we're meeting with some executive, right? Yeah, I'm texting I, my brother I right do, now. <laughs> I do a ton of research on where they went to school, where they grew up, where right. they previously James. worked. I cross-reference, do I maybe know someone they worked with? I go Rich into trying to find the commonality. I go, I go into meetings super Tracy's prepared. Your brother's, at your brother's example of that is just showing tits. Right, right. He's like, yeah, this guy has got a penis. He looks cool. Stop showing people Tracy's tits. So my brother thinks that. My brother thought it was hilarious. He just couldn't believe it, right? Especially. You know, can I tell you respectfully? I've never looked. professional. I've seen them, setting. but I've never looked either. I've, like I thought about it, worried like, about it. Yeah, I, 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 I respect, uh, I respect his wife. I don't, I, I like this part of me that's like, of course I want to see your tits. But then, <laughs> but then I don't think I've ever, re- I don't think I've ever looked. Like, God, don't, worry, James, you don't got to show me. It's feel bad. Says. Yeah, but I think <laughs> I trust your brother's judgment in that because I think they'd get a, a lot of the guys that they're dealing with are blue collar guys that would probably get a good laugh and kick out of that. Yeah, if he's in a corporate environment right. spot, not, not, not so much. But if he's meeting, yeah, the corporate environment is Rich's angle. He's meeting some dude named Carmine on a, a on a dock somewhere, you know. He's just doing the same thing in a different way. Yeah, if he's at the port meeting 
Vinny and Jerry. Right. And, and they're like, hey, nice to meet you, James. Uh, hey, where are you, you from? Yeah, I'm from Scotch Plains. Yeah, yeah, so married I'm... kid. Yeah, my wife breaking my balls. Oh, she just texted. Hey, you want to see your titties? <laughs> hey, yo, this guy's crazy. Oh, what's your yeah, name? You, my name's your, your, bro- oh, yeah. your brother is the ultimate blue-collar ball buster type in that crowd. Right. He's working at Spot. Right. He, I know. It is. That's he's, really it. Like, yeah, he's a very personable guy. He, has a, he, he interacts great with people. Um, I know what you're saying though. He's too quick to be. He's, he's just. It's just too quick. Like it's gonna bite him in the ass one he's day. He's too quick to tell to make like, like dick sucking jokes around a new him, person. And I well, want him to succeed at, at this new venture. I really do. Well, that's why. Like, so he's do never I. been in a position with like a solid, stable source of income. So do I. That's why I asked my my brother. Hey, how's James doing? What's the update? Like, oh, he's doing good, yo. Yeah. Like he see, he's funny, yo. He's really. He's a smart guy. He just. He always fell into these like weird avenues and i want him to like actually do something stable and legitimate yeah well i always tell him it's not glamorous but they're making bank right that's what i always tell him they're making money and your brother's trying to make some bank so that's part of the adventures of tommy and j-rock the appraiser duo now again my brother's having car issues right and there's this group chat of all the employees for this company and my brother gets on this group chat with all of his colleagues and coworkers and other appraisers and stuff. And it's for the entire appraiser group that my buddy owns. And he chimes in there and he goes, I wanted to ask you guys. I have it. I, see, my, I have the screenshot of this. Oh, oh this is right. Yeah. Oh, God. I wanted to ask you guys. If you have any suggestions on a nice car, because <laughs> he's having these issues, right? Yeah, right, of course. That's a, a I mean, conversation that's a, yeah, starter. That's a, that's a good uh, trying to bond with the. Like, fellow I would color. ask you. I would ask you guys. I need a car. And by the way, his his uh, his profile picture on this group chat is some fucking dude in a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have no idea what that's about. I don't know who that is. Oh, My man, is a fucking weird guy. I don't know. I can't explain him. He goes. I wanted to ask you guys if you have any suggestions on a nice car, yo. A car that would be good on miles and good for the job. Now, here's the kicker. While at the same time being an ass machine. Right? And you're like, all right, whatever. Wait, I'm sorry. Repeat this. I wanted to ask you guys if you have any suggestions on a nice car that would be good on miles and good for the job. While at the same time, being an ass machine. <laughs> Swear to <laughs> God. Right? But this, this, is a, a t- this is not a this joke. Is a, this is a company-wide Yes, test. this is a company-wide group this is, like, this is like me sending an email to the L.A. office saying, Hey, everyone. I'm looking for a cool new car that's also an ass magnet. And let's just say someone named, I'm, I'm making this up, but it's a woman's name. Let's say Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, there's in, women on this? Chimes in immediately <laughs> and says, WTF oh, no. is an ass machine. Oh. And if that means picking up ladies, please keep that out of this group chat. Oh, no. Oh! And then, oh, no. to which my brother responds. Oh, no. <laughs> he responds. LMAO, sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> And then, like, everyone else from the office chiming in, like, oh, no. yeah, uh, 
why don't you look into a Civic? And like, but you could see all the like, like the the awkward conversation afterward. Oh my god! Like some yeah, it's so funny to me. Sorry, like, Rebecca. Here, here, take a look at it. LMAO. Sorry, Rebecca. Lighten up. So my buddy Gus, who owns the company, sent me that, but not as a tattletale, like. He thought it was hysterical because, you know, he's still a guy. He's still my friend. He sees the humor in it, but he, like, can't believe that my brother would do something like that. But he thought it was hilarious. My, my buddy Gus thought it was hilarious. Oh but he's God. like, yo, he goes. And then I found out oh. that he offended the company, let's just say Company Karen. The Company Karen. The Company Karen. Oh. He offended the company Karen. What do you mean by ass machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I it's mean, like, yo, dude. I guarantee you, you that she. You can't do the. Indep- like, I get it. She independent. Like, Gus is the boss, right? Right, yeah. He owns I the company. I guarantee you, she independently hit him up, being like, you need to have a talk with him. I'm like, Gus's reaction was funny, though. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. He texted me, like, yo, your brother's out of control. Man. Your brother has no filter. Your brother has no concept of a corporate environment, huh? None. Oh, my my buddy Gus said, yo, check out this chat that your brother was in. He goes, I'm fucking dying. So, like, he owns and runs the company, but saw the humor in it, but now also has to deal with, like, like, hey, hey, yo, you might be offending in today's world someone, and we don't need that sort of hassle. He's lucky that... Your buddy owns a company and gets it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he thought it was hilarious. And could, and could manage this now. He offended the... Yeah, yeah. Like the Karen of the What's office. It? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Okay. Sorry, you. But that was the uh, brother update. So what's he getting? <laughs> and now he's still on the search for a car. I suggested... Again, here's the dilemma. Oh, is he this could... your setup to... Making a list of ass magnet, uh, no ass, ass machines, machines. <laughs> ass machines that still get the job done and, and are reasonable. You know, people recommended the Civic. I recommend the Civic because it's good on gas. I mean, if you you're know, talking about a, if you're talking about it, it's cheap. If yeah, you're talking you about a, a reasonable, if you're talking about a reasonable car to get around for work, I mean, a Honda Civic or a Toyota Corolla are going to be your number, it's your top two answers. Car. But if your brother's also using this as his personal car, as an ass machine, how about a Mini Cooper? How about an 06 Mini Cooper that someone's trying to unload? How about an 06 Mini Cooper? You just, look, there's a few things going on here, guys. You got to have a filter, man, especially in today's world more than ever. You just can't be that guy. You don't know who you're offending. You don't know who's listening. You don't know how it's going to affect you. And my brother has zero filter whatsoever. Zero. Zero. Tommy is the funniest dude ever. Yeah, I was the kid overly conscious of what you say around my parents. Like, yo, guys... My parents are going to be here, so don't bring up sex, don't curse, and don't say anything that could offend my mom. You still say that. My brother is the exact opposite. He's the guy uh, you don't want around anyone important. He was the one that at the dinner table was talking about banging bitches in the basement. Yeah, you're like, my brother is the exact opposite, and he'll say and do the worst things possible to make it awkward. Tell your brother to be careful, Kavino. Uh, This could be considered borderline sexual harassment in some corporate environments. That's the thing. It doesn't feel. It probably doesn't feel like a corporate environment. It's very 
it's very blue collar, very you're on the road all the time, very you're much, doing doing your own thing kind of. And you're on a group chat. Man, that could bite you in the ass for sure. So take it for what it is, a reminder. And that's the Ted Master Tommy, the Adventures of Tommy and J-Rock update. Hope you enjoy it. Oh, by the way, he sent me the photo. It wasn't a nude photo, oh, that's the but he sent oh, me the photo. Jeez Louise. It's like a modeling photo of his... Uh, what, are those, uh, what are those tattoos by your... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What is that? What are those? I don't, I don't look at my... Tattoos, so uh, I don't look at my sister-in-law oh. in a oh. sexual look capacity. Look rich yeah. pretending that he's looking at the tattoos. It's like, where are they headed? What are yeah. those? Yeah, what are, yeah that's what I was like. a good look it's at a butterfly. It's a butterfly and a music note? I know about the star. I don't know what that is. Where that's that's, that's, that's that fucking mushroom tattoo. Oh! Hey! All right, so that's the update. We got more. Oh, my brother's on oh. oh, wait, your oh, brother. Wait. Oh, okay. Oh, oh no, we lost him. Wait, no, wait, hang on. Might, the here? phones might be freaking out. You know that happens sometimes? That's what happens when you work from home. Sometimes the phones go in and out. Oh, yeah, there he is. There we go. All right, let's talk to J-Rock real quick. What's up, James? Hey, James. Yay. Hey, guys. How are you? What's going What's on? What's going on, man? Hi, How, how's corporate America? Uh, <laughs> all right, listen. So I got to text my brother. Yo, stop showing everybody your wife's tits. You no, never know I who. I said stop so, well, showing everybody your wife's tits. That's kind of how I heard it through the yeah. text message. So here's the deal. We were just out, and the guy, Tommy, was like, yo, yo, James's wife is so hot. Yo, James, show him a picture. <laughs> so I... So I'm like, what do I got to do? I'm like, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to make some money with this guy. So it's like, do I show him one of her like in the middle of birth or do I show one that her tits are hanging out? I, should... <laughs> I mean, I get you. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, her tits are hanging out. He's trying to be one of the guys. In entertainment. In a... Yeah, he's right, trying to impress right. and he's trying to be like one of the guys. And be like, yeah, look at my hot wife. But you're, so funny. you're now transitioning you know, I'm out saying, of entertainment. Sex sells. It... And listen, if the guy's going to throw sells. me an extra appraisal here and there, you know, let sex me see my wife's tits. I mean, he didn't see the nipples. You right, know what I mean? Right. I mean, there's no, a, there's for, a for, lot of for, surface for, area. For three, more, for three more appraisals, he's going to show a uh, fucking the rubber, rubber Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> yeah, rubber Cheerios. Nice. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Uh, seven years ago, I paid for those. I should be able to do what I want with them, okay? All right. <laughs> True. <laughs> Fair Thanks. enough. Thanks. Thanks. You guys are uh, great, man. Thank you. Thanks for the update, James. Yeah. How, how, by the way, with all the dumb reality shows out there, we're talking tr- uh, car fixer-uppers, house flippers, this and that. How could there not be a show about your brother and your brother flip, uh, appraising houses together? Oh, my God. It could be like a duel for like you and I working together, it's juxtaposed like the, with the two of them like working the dumbest together. concept ever, I, I, but I, I even heard a story about J-Rock having to drop bait in someone's house uh, like on the first day or something. Yeah, like you told us that. Yeah, that was one of the stories. See, that would have been a great episode. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. It's a pleasure. To welcome for the first time. I wish it was in person, man, because this guy is such a legend. But hey, we take what we can get during the coronavirus as we listen to some people. Let's welcome for the first time, and it's an honor, Mr. John Leguizamo. Hey, what's up, John? How are you, man? What's up, coronavirus? <laughs> what's coronavirus? up, man? Yo, John, you're looking good. I'm glad you're here. You got the fitted hat on. I see it with the flat brim, the brim, the Mets hat. You know, yo, bro, represent you, correctly. I got to tell you, Mets. you and this guy, Rich, with the red Cobra Kai shirt on right now, it, it shows the the true character you guys have to stick it out as a Mets fan all these years after them I, sucking so bad. I feel like yeah, being a, how beautiful were the other, the other day with the Marlins when they walked out and left the Black Lives Matter t-shirt out. That, that was that was legit that and was then so beautiful. And then they, they fought that, solidarity. And then they followed that, that up. Mets. 
they followed that up with whooping the Yankees a couple times, but then the Yankees got him back. So, um, yeah, being a, being a Mets fan, you have character. I always say that because that shows that you'll stick by loyal. anyone through tough times. He's right. loyal. You're a loyal man, John. Right. It shows you right can there. Take a beating and you still keep keep on coming back like you know, a fool, John. We were <laughs> like just, a masochist. Exactly. Yeah. I know you, you're you you love to be punished, John. Did you want uh, J Lo and A Rod to buy the Mets? Did you want that to happen? That'd be hot. Wouldn't that be hot? I wanted. And maybe they let me have a piece. Yeah. Maybe that home plate. I'll take home. I'll buy home plate. A little, bit, little piece. Little piece. <laughs> hey, the outside corner. I know. I'll uh, take the dugout. The dugout. How about the dugout? The dugout would be dope. Hey, speaking rent. of, yeah, we used to be on the Mets network. We used to be on SNY yeah. years ago. But I imagine you being John Leguizamo, you get some cool perks. Have you ever gone into the clubhouse and you've done that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. It was amazing back in the day, you know, going over there, getting great seats and getting to meet, you know, everybody. You get to meet everybody. My kids got to meet them. It's crazy when you see like baseball players, you, you, they think like they're, they're, they're normal size and then you stand next to them. And you're like, oh, my God, you're like a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt they're that big, man. Yeah, I, know. I felt that way when uh, I like Roger Clemens, not the name drop, but I, I, I did. Oh, I, I did an event where I stood next to Roger Clemens for a minute and I remember thinking on the mound. Yeah, Clemens looks big. In yeah, real, I in, can take him in real life. <laughs> that guy is a fucking beast. In real life, Roger Clemens is monstrous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're not only are they tall, they, they're like broad, man. Like yeah. three of me. No doubt. Forget no about doubt. football players. That that's like I'm not. I'm not even the same. You know, genes. I'm not yeah. even the same species. Genetically, we're different. <laughs> we're, we're not Inferior. even the same. <laughs> hey, John Leguizamo, when I think of you, I think. An amazing storyteller. That's you're great at doing that from your oh, stage thank shows. You, Joe. That's, star, that's, a, that's a big. That's a big problem. Yeah, thank star you. of stage and screen. Now, when I say John Leguizamo, a great storyteller. Obviously, it translate it translates on stage and theater, and and movies on screen. When you're in just person with your buddies, are you known as yeah, John? He tells some good stories, or is that only professionally? Uh, only professionally. Like you know, it's what happens is is. Like when I'm on relaxed time, I turn it, I turn the shit off. You know what I mean? I do. I, I'm more like taking in stories, you know, like I'm filling, I'm filling up myself with like new ideas. Oh. So I'm listening, you know, and no, then I, and then I turn it out, you, you, you know, like that. when I'm, when I'm improvising or writing on my computer, it just flows. But most of the time I, I, I can be goofy. I'll do like voices and stuff out of nowhere, but. But the storytelling, I'm too tired for that. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, and you see that in, in a lot of your your one man shows because you're you're impersonating all these characters that were in your life who probably were you know a lot of times maybe funnier or more outgoing than you, John. But you're able to do it on stage and bring their personality to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a bigger... I mean, I w don't get me wrong. I used to be a crazy man. Oh yeah. But therapy obviously. has saved me. I, I used to be out of control. I was that problem child that nobody wanted in their class. I mean, I was cracking jokes all day long, interrupting, putting, you know, the little, taking the paper clip when I was young and putting the toilet paper and putting in people's pants as they walked up to answer stuff on the board. You know, <laughs> kick me in the back signs. I mean, I did everything. I, 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 I was, you know, stuffing the water fountain so it would shoot the teacher's toupees off on the other side. <laughs> John, but how do you, how do you balance that? Because, I, I, you know, we're all, we're both dads now. Right. And I think about it where if your kid's creative and they're a little wise guy or having fun, like that's something you don't want to squash because that could no, lead, no, right, right. that leads to creativity. That leads to them possibly yeah, yeah. doing what they want to do. Like I was an annoying, obnoxious little kid, but you know what? <laughs> now you can see that. Adult. Yeah, yeah, but, of yeah, but, but it, it, it worked <laughs> out. Like you, you don't want to take your kid who's funny 
and charismatic and, and stifle them. So how do you handle it? If, if right. a kid- it's, it's a tricky balance because yeah. you want them to, to function in school. You don't want to be, you don't want them to be the disruptor either. Yeah. I was a disruptor. You know, I had a, authority issues and whatnot, but you know, yeah, you don't want to crush your kids creativity, man. Yeah. That's where all the beauty comes from. That's where the freedom of uh, thinking outside the box. You don't want it to be thinking in the box, you know? Yeah. So it, you know, it's a tricky balance. Yeah, I'm thinking of all of John's stories as we're talking to him. And first of all, I'm thinking, oh, you know, Sid from Ice Age. I feel like I'm talking to Sid a little bit every once in a while. Sid the, Sid the sloth. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, uh, that, that role, you know, I had so many voices for that director, Chris Red. I, I said, look, it's a sloth. Right. I'm about to be talked like, they, like from, you know, they slow movement. From these, he's like, nah. I said, what if he's from Southeast Asia? Maybe Southeast Asia would be wonderful. He's like, nah. I said, what if it was straight up ghetto and just trying to get you? What's up, what's up Manny? And he was like, nah. So I said, so I studied um, uh, Discovery Channel sloth footage and I found out they stored food in their cheek pouches and it would, they would eat so slow it ferment so they were drunk. So I started walking around with a sandwich going, all right, so what if I store food in my cheek pouches? How is that going to wait a minute? This, this could be my voice. I call it. I go, hey, Chris, guess who this is? It's his vlog. I found myself. I don't know. Chalo Gusamo eating a sandwich right I now. I love it. That's great. No, I, I love it, man. But I'm thinking of all the stories, the stories of your grandfather. You know, again, we've Rich and I have seen you I, a Ghetto Clown live on stage. Yeah. We've seen a lot of your shows. Oh, and we've watched them all on. Man. Nothing on, like live stage, though, isn't it? I mean, oh, man. You feel I mean, like it's a real, you feel like it happened to you. Incredible. Like, when I was 17, my mom got me seats to see Al Pacino off Broadway in American Buffalo. And that man spit so much on me. I felt I was baptized into acting. That was it, you know, he right? Was like, yeah, who I sitting it on? He was, he was sitting up a star. It was great. Have you ever seen John? I'm just throwing this out there because we're chilling. Have you ever seen Al Pacino's Dunkin' Donuts commercial from that weird Adam Sandler movie he did? Oh, when no, he does the Dunkin', I, I kind of stayed he, away from that. He does. Oh. I, need to, I need to maintain my respect for my idol. <laughs> he does a Dunkachino commercial. You know, he's got to pay. He's got to pay bills too. Yeah, it's bro. the he's funniest like, shit. Pay bills. I know. I get it. It's, it's hey, it's work. It's the funniest shit though. Uh, but you got to see that. Hold on a on. side note. Hold on. Do you have it right here, Spot? Uh, yeah. Can you share the screen so he can see this? Yeah, he's <laughs> got he's got dance moves I, I'm and not everything. You hosting? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. Yeah, let's see. Anyway, One John Leguizamo is here on the Cavino and Rich Show. We're going to talk about critical thinking. It's out this weekend. If you're a fan of John's or if you're a fan of chess or just great stories, September 4th, video on demand. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about his career and his life, obviously inspired by the greats like Al Pacino. Yeah. Oh, by the way. De Niro. De Niro. You have Pacino here. Alan Brando. Uh, here we go. Praia. Here we go. Uh, this is uh, our favorite scene of Al Pacino. Well, I mean, not our favorite, yeah. but... <laughs> What, what is going on? We play this of. all the time. Never mind, Spot. No, Don't even worry about it. I want to talk to you, John, about, you know, forget about your heroes <laughs> great, for a minute. Great technology, guys. I know. It's not Al anymore. It's Doc. What a technician. Chino? Applause. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend. Say hello to my chocolate. It's just so funny. It's so funny because we think of him the same way as, as you do. Like just one of our heroes. And then to see him doing this, it's funny. It's actually funny. We're not even shitting on it. It's just so random for him. To do and for us to see. He just bought a new house with that, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. New country home. Now, I I wanted to ask you, John, about your career. Because, you know, when I think of John Leguizamo, I think of, you know, the 1993 classic 
Benny Blanco from the Bronx, Carlitos Bronx. way, right? But, you know, that's a defining moment. What happened first when you played Mario on, on Super Mario? I'm sorry, Luigi? That was after. That was after. Was that yeah, after? That you know, it's because just... that was a big payday for me. Yeah, that was okay. a big. And so... it was like I was the co-star with two Oscar-nominated uh, uh, Bob Hoskins, rest in peace, and, and, and Dennis Hopper, rest in peace as well. Yo, it was a big move. I was the highest paid Latin actor at the time. It was a first video game movie. I mean, who knew? I mean, you don't sign up to these things going, oh, I, I can't wait till this sucks. Yeah, right. Sucks. right. No, I, I <laughs> yeah, can imagine. Accident. <laughs> okay, so you went from Benny Blanco, which was you know a huge role for you, Benny Blanco from the Bronx, Carlito's Way, and then you were Luigi in the Super Mario film in 1993. But hey, you know, a lot of girls like that role. Oh, hell yeah. I, I got to say. <laughs> you know, I thought it was maybe the opposite. I thought maybe you went from, you know, Louis, the Luigi role to Benny Blanco. And I was going to say, how did, how did you pull that off? You know, but then the career just went into so many different directions. So I got to ask, do you like doing the comedy stuff? Do you like doing the serious stuff? Moulin Rouge, what does that mean to you? I, you know, that's a movie that I always hit us and we always loved was that was that a big moment for you like when you look back oh, yeah, what, is, yeah. what are the defining moments yeah, you know for I, I i tried to luckily you know i I'm, I'm i'm from the ghetto and i'm used to being rejected my whole life so when i got to hollywood yeah. it was like i know you're not about me i mean they weren't about me uh, no matter what i did latin people were just not they, they just weren't putting us on the map so you know i had to do whatever i could to survive and to fulfill my artistic needs so i just picked things that thrilled me i didn't care what it was as long as it was some kind of challenge and, and there was something i could do with it you know spawn i had a blast doing that you know uh Fu, yeah. you know put put drag queens on the map and lgbtq gave the, the, the community some love and uh and then moulin rouge i mean i did Romeo and juliet first with baz and then baz asked me to be the unconscious Argentinian, John, I want you to be the unconscious Argentinian in my new movie, Moulin Rouge. And I was like, yo, unconscious? Is that like <laughs> he's asleep <laughs> the whole movie? I, I don't know about that, man. I'm not sure what I can do with that. Can, what are the roles you got? He goes, well, there's another role, you know, uh, uh, to lose a track, but I want Rowan Atkinson. I go, I can do Rowan Atkinson. I could be him. So I had audition. For two hours on my knees, trying to prove that I could be British and, and you know and just funny and interesting that way, and so that's what I did with that with that part. Till this day, we, we our producer's name is Christian. We call him Christian. 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 Yeah. Christian. We still we call him that uh, based on that role. You know, and, and since you're here, John, we get to talk to you, the legend John Leguizamo. But we've never talked to Patrick Swayze. So tell us what that was like, and then I got to hear about your your work with John Wick and and Keanu himself. So. Swayze, what kind of guy was he like? Swayze, yeah. You know, Swayze, Swayze was an intense character. I mean, he 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 was a very loving dude, but he was he was he was you know he was a little uptight. You know, he was a little uptight, and he, was you know, he had a lot to prove. And I was loose, you know, I was just a really loose dude, and maybe a little too loose. And I, and I always I always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, always trying to prove that I was uh, a little extra extra. Mm -hmm. So I was improvising all the time, trying to make my role fatter and bigger and better. <laughs> and Patrick, you know, he, he was just tired. And, and he was like, you know, are you going to, are you going to improvise again? I go, yeah, that's what I do. He goes, well, why don't you stop? I go, why don't you make me? And then we were like about to punch each other out. And Wesley's like, John, I got your back. And I was like, Oh, all right. So I'm going to duke it out with him. But then, you know, like we're in hot pants and 
Fuck me pumps. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then it became to our senses go, come on, man, look at us. We're retarded. What the hell's wrong with us? Wow, so it got a little heated because he was a little too serious for your 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 antics back then. Yeah, you know, I was I was young and I was like, you know, I was just a crazy guy. You know, I just make up so much I had so much creativity. Right. I couldn't bottle it. You know, I just couldn't stop it. Now, when it comes to John Wick, Keanu. Can you understand why the world seems fascinated with Keanu Reeves? Is he that? Is he? He's fascinating, bro. He's a fascinating dude. He's an incredibly interesting individual. He's so humble. Yeah. You're like, yo, you're a super, super mega rich superstar. You're so humble. He's so friendly, so cool, so chill. And and you know, he, when we were doing John Wick One, you know, he donates tons of money to these incredible theater, like uh, small off Broadway theaters, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he was doing one in Brooklyn. And I went with him to the event and he spoke really well and and was so generous. You know, he's a beautiful spirit. I really enjoyed that John Wick one. I enjoyed John Wick too as much, but you know, that's <laughs> obvious reasons. And me, and how about his uh his new excellent adventure, his Bill and Ted stuff? Is there any interest at all in seeing <laughs> the new stuff once you know these guys at that level? Is it hard for you to separate the guy you know from the actor in the movie now? Like can you watch that and enjoy it? Or do you watch it from a critical standpoint? No, no, it, it, it changes. Like if, if when you know a, a guy like Keanu or, or, or anybody else like that, it does change it. Because now you're looking more at somebody that you know, somebody right. you, you, you befriended. So you're, you're, you're more forgiving, I think. Otherwise, I'm, more, I'm much more critical when, when I don't know somebody and I'm more objective. I can be cold, come in there real cold and mm-hmm. go, no, nah, that didn't work. No, nah, that didn't work. Oh, that worked. You know, that kind of thing. But with, now that I know him, I'm, I'll be like, oh, I just be wanting him to like, you know root for him yeah just like you said before you know make that money now let me ask yeah yeah make that money try to you know uh stretch himself somehow you know getting out get out of the action thing try to come back to the comedy thing when you when you think about how you grew up versus the money and resources you have now and the people around you is it Mm mind-blowing to think how, like what what you're capable of now did you ever imagine the type of success you'd have like because i'd imagine growing up compared to what you have now like what you might oh, what on. what you might spend on something frivolous now or something you might donate now would have been like someone's salary in your family back then dude i used to have to measure my money so badly counted because i i can only have you know like a slice of pizza with the free coke for lunch yeah and then that was about going out food. And then that for dinner, it'd be rice and sardines or rice and tomato. Cause I had no money. I was, just, I was so skinny, not on purpose. I was just broke. And when I dated girls, I would tell them I was a vegetarian. That way they wouldn't order the steak, you know, cause they'd be embarrassed to order meat. So they have to order only the veggie oh, <laughs> and then I could pay for the meal. Wow. Cause I was broke, but now, yeah, no, I mean the resources and the, and, and the access that I'm getting right now, is incredible. I would have never pictured that. I, I didn't even come into this business to be famous or, or have money I, or have power. I came in it to, to just have craft, man. You know, I love what I did. I, I loved it more than anything in the world. It was, I couldn't live without that, that, that vibe and that the buzz that happened when you hit a scene correctly and you created a character that everybody, you know, related to. It was such a beautiful groove that I was like, that's, that's the only thing that makes me happy in life. John Leguizamo, I mean, a, a guy that is, uh, like I said, I think John Leguizamo, I think amazing storyteller. One last thing, though, ab- about the money. 
We talk about this all the time. Money and you happiness. love talking about the money. Money yeah, and happiness. And I just wonder, does does there come? Why, a, why love and ha- how can how does what does love come with happiness? I know, but I'm, I'm saying, not, is, I'm, it, is it does there come a point where it doesn't matter how much money you have? You, it's it doesn't mean happiness because then again, there's yeah, people, money doesn't mean happiness. It just makes it easier life easier. Doesn't mean ha- happiness is you, man. Happiness yeah. is what you make out of life, and 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 you got to make it. Happiness ain't coming to you. <laughs> you got to go after it and you got to search that happening. It ain't money. It ain't power. It's, it's how you feel about yourself. And, and are you doing the things that you dig? Are you in the, are you in your zone mm-hmm. or are you following everybody else? Is everybody higher than me, lower than me? Cause everybody's always going to be above you or yeah. below you. You got to be on your, you just got to be on your path, man. It's I do. I'm unique. I'm different. And this vibe is me. And if you like it, great. If you don't, that's cool too. John Leguizamo on the Cavino and Rich Show, Critical Thinking. We're going to talk about that. You, you mentioned about how you're all about the craft, right? And you had all this creativity bottled up. Can you tell when someone's just out there to be famous versus about the craft? Can you tell? Yeah, come on. You, you can, can tell. tell. I mean, you see, you see somebody like Ben Foster performing. You go, oh, my God, this guy. I want to be like that. He's so in it, man. He's in it for the purity of the craft. And then you see some other people, I'm not going to name their names. Right. And you're like, oh, come on. They just, they just like the fancy clothes. They like all the attention. And you could, the acting doesn't leave you with anything. You leave out, you leave empty. Or like, like, like when you eat Chinese food and you're hungry another half hour later. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't worth it. Empty calories. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was tasty, but yeah. I don't feel so well. And how would, uh, how would you have done if you grew up in a time when you had the availability to release that creativity through social media and, 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 platforms like that if you had that shit available when you were a kid and you had yeah what would you have been doing yeah yeah i mean it's a different game it's like you know we land people we're kind of missing out in the industry we're 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 25 percent of the u.s box office and almost 20 percent of the population including my undocumented uh, immigrant fellow brothers and sisters and less than three percent of the faces in front of the camera and less than than that behind and less than one percent of the stories so we're we're greatly missing and the only thing that's equalizing it is how many talented Latinx people are on social media, getting millions and millions of hits. And, you know, back then, I, I think I would have maybe not gone the theater route. I might have gone the social media route, you know, because it would have been an easier, less gatekeepers, less people having to uh, uh, have an opinion on you and deciding whether you're valid to be put on or not. You know, I would have definitely gone social media, but then I would have lost the theater, the the whole theater writing and uh, boot camp of that. And maybe the one man shows, which has to be an incredible. Yeah, yeah, feeling, I might have not done that. I, that's done, a, know, I think that's our favorite thing that you do. It's incredible stuff, man. Um, now, I, you know, you mentioned that the, the great equalizer uh, in the movie Critical Thinking, you say chess is the great equalizer. And I always feel like I was left out of that part of the fun in the family, Rich. You know, growing up, I would see my uncles battling it out, and they'd be going head-to-head and, and playing chess all night. I could never play, man. I was never into it. And that's what this is sort of about. You play a teacher in this new movie, right? Tell yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a true story of five Latin and black kids from the ghettoest ghetto in Miami called Overtown, who in 1998 became regional champs all over Florida, then state champs, then United States national chess champions. And uh, there was these gifted kids, and there was this amazing teacher that I play, Mario Martinez, who created this elective after-school class and gave them the book knowledge and, and, boom, took them to the top, to the top. 
Yeah, Kavino, you're only you, you can't even play a good game of Uno, let alone. I just chess. learned. How, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, go fish. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously, I'm old better at maid, old, maid old maid is his go-to. But no, yeah, no, sure. this 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 movie <laughs> looks, looks good. Looks fantastic. Well, you know, in more I know ways you, than one. Yeah, you you learned a lot from this movie. Again, this is uh, you, you directed this movie, correct? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, right? Critical Thinking, September 4th, video on demand, and I read that you you had a better understanding as to why certain times you were maybe cut from a film, you know, whether it had been a John Wick scene or something like that, because of the decisions you had to make yeah, yeah. in this movie. Explain what you learned. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you're directing and producing a movie, you know, you do got to make cuts, and sometimes they're beautiful scenes that are better than anything else in the movie, but it's not adding to the story. It's only detracting from the story. So you got to make these these brutal cuts and uh you know it's not always like you know i I didn't like a performance it's just that it didn't fit but it still it doesn't mean that it still doesn't hurt the performer i mean be cut me my my monologue being cut out of john wick 2 my fight sequence that still hurts (laughs) (laughs) we need that but you understand a little bit right hey i understand i don't forgive but i understand right you understand we found we found out yesterday there you hear that chad yeah. The director. <laughs> we found out yesterday. No, uh, we found out yesterday that Stallone is doing the director's cut of Rocky Four, and he's taking wow. out all the robot scenes. So no more robots in Rocky Four. Who knows? Remember oh, the wow. the Happy Birthday Pauly <laughs> robot? You know what? You bring up Rocky Four, and, yep. and uh, you know there's still so much to talk to uh, John Leguizamo about. But what were those movies growing up that inspired you? What were those movies oh, that wow. you yeah, absolutely well, loved? Let's, let's, let's stick I mean, to I'm, the, a, I'm a cinephile. Uh, so I'm a little bit of a of a film nerd. So for yeah. me, it was Mean Streets. Okay. It was uh, uh, Raging Bull. Oh yeah. Uh, it was Serpico. It was Dog Day Afternoon. It was uh, Annie Hall. So you you like legit movies? Uh, yeah. Give me something cheesy from the '80s or '90s. Cheesy that I like. Uh, <laughs> Silver Streak. I love that. <laughs> okay. You know th- th- those are the kind of movies. Um, uh, I, yeah, the producers. I love the producers. Yeah, yeah. I always had a, I always had a uppity kind of taste in terms of movies. I never really liked the commercial stuff that much. I'm wondering what John Leguizamo's last job, his real job, was before. Not that acting isn't a real job, but what was the last job you yeah, had? Yeah, yo, what's you, up with that? I know, right? Like, like, hey, no, hey, trust me, man. Compliment. Yeah, well, I know, yeah. You know, <laughs> what was uh, what was the last job you had before you started hitting the stage and screen and acting and taking that serious next level? Well, I was doing a lot of stuff, man. I was, uh, I, I worked uh, as in a hardware store, uh, you know, bringing out sheetrock and whatnot. Um, I, I was working at a shoe store as, as a stock boy. Then I became a salesman. I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do, I, do, you, remember, do you remember thinking I to you? A, I, wore, I was working my ass off. Do you remember thinking to yourself, like, yeah, I am not cut out for this shit. I hope this works. I hope my, I hope my acting works because I don't want to be carrying sheetrock. Oh, yeah, the sheetrock was brutal, man. That was one place I did not like because I had to sit outside by, you know, during the winter, you're outside by the sheetrock, making sure somebody to come in, all the contractors don't come and take extra sheets, you know, because they always trying to tip you. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, what does your family think of your success now, man? You know, knowing that you were this kid uh, growing up with, with all this energy uh, that they were trying to wrangle down. You know, I, I've heard all the stories about, what do you, what do you call your grandfather, Papito? What, what, what do you yeah, call? Papito, Papito. Yeah, you know, what, what did your family think about your success and your choices, and, and what would he have thought now? I mean, it, it'd be wild. I mean, because they all, they all thought I was like, 
not going to make it. Let's right. be honest. Yeah. I was the black sheep of the family or brown sheep of the family. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, you know, I mean, they're all like, can't believe it. They just can't believe it. You know, it's, it's hard to believe like this crazy little man who was out of control is, is, is making it, you know, but you know, I, I always try to treat everybody with as much love and give them as much because they supported me through a lot. You know, a lot of my family was always at every one of my performances supporting me, no matter how far it was in some, you know, black box in LES or black box in, 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 you know, Long Island city, they would come, they would all trek 50 of them in one car. You know how Latin people are. And, yeah. and what about your kids now? I mean, they're getting bigger. They're getting older. How do they feel about dad's success? And, you know, when you're out and about and people are like, yo, there's John Leguizamo. Yeah. How do they feel? I mean, you're just dad to them. I get it. But they've got to be stoked, no? Yeah, you know, they, they're proud of me. But still, you know, I'm their dad. You know, you, 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 think, you, be, you think you're cool to some people. You ain't cool to your teenagers. Ever? Never? <laughs> You'll never that, be cool. Never? I think, I think you get cool again, I guess, somewhere in the, the late 20s. It comes around again. But right now, you know, yeah, yeah. Dad's too much. You're only cool. Dad, why you always got to be doing voices? Dad, why you always got to be dancing? Why you got to be doing this? Why you always, can't you just be still, Dad? Yeah. The, uh, he's only cool to his kids when he introduces them to people they admire that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're yeah. cool. Yeah, oh, wait a second. Real. I have a question, yeah. John. On your one-man shows, you're, when you're going through your timelines, right? You're always do, you're break dancing to shit from the 80s, and you're doing your electric boogaloo stuff. You're always dancing and singing. Are you doing this stuff on TikTok or what? No, I, you know, I, I was about to do the TikTok thing, and then I was like, nah, I'm too tired. I got too, much <laughs> I got too much shit to do. I can't be wasting my time doing TikTok. I'm doing press with you. Yeah, That's exactly. more fun than doing TikTok. Exactly, exactly. Critical thinking, video on demand. Hey, now you got weekend plans. It's already September, guys. Can't believe it. I can't believe it. It comes out in three days. So uh, are you, are you going to sit home and watch it, man, and, and enjoy it with Yeah, yeah. Family? I'm going to do a live tweet. I'm going to do a okay. live tweet and, li and live Instagram. And and uh, we're gonna do a little Zoom premiere party with the whole cast and crew right before. Oh, cool! Because you know it's Corona time, so you know you gotta you gotta do everything Zoom. You know, know. We're, we're together, but we're not together, but mm -hmm. you're still together. Hey, John, yeah. uh, before you go, how have you been dealing with all this stuff? We, we I realized uh, March, April, May. It's September now. It's like six months deep now well, on think all this about stuff. This was supposed to be crazy. at a, a film festival. Yeah, th this was supposed to debut at film festival. I know I South by Southwest and Doville and the premiere. We're supposed to have theaters. And you can't have any of that. You can't have anything with, with people uh, en masse. Yeah. How, how are you? You know, it's been, it's, been, it's been tough. It's been, in, in some weird ways, it's been very productive for me because I'm not distracted by working on other people's projects. I can just work on my passion projects. So that way, it's been really special for me as an artist because it's forced me to have like sort of a, a focus group. You know, like I have to focus on my, on my work, like boot camp to write. But then, you know, otherwise, you know, you're kind of isolated and, and you see your kids struggling because, you know, they don't want to be with us 24-7. Yeah, I right. mean, I love it, but right. what 20-year-old what and 19-year-old want to be with their parents 24-7? Yeah, how, you do, you, know? how do you handle does. that? How do you handle that if they want to go see their friends? Like, are you, super, are you, are you being real uh, diligent and strict about the quarantine? Like, I can't imagine a 19-year-old wanting to not be around, like, their friends or who they're dating or stuff like that. But they, they want to be, but at the same yeah. time, they got fear. You know, they got fear. Mm -hmm. Like, my, my kids you know, are, are wary about being around my mom. They don't want to, yeah. they're afraid of getting her sick, you know, and, um, and she's afraid of getting sick. So it's, you know, you know, we bubble, we just bubble with a few folks. Uh, my son bubbled with a friend and my daughter did too. And they stayed with us for about three months because, you know, we weren't, you know, we weren't going back and forth with, with, with other people that much. 
Well, you know, it's tough times, man, especially for kids. For it's, sure. I, they're meant to be social. They're meant to be in school. No doubt. No, I know. That's what sucks. But at least something to look forward to this weekend, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of positive oh, things. Oh, by the way, can you watch this? Is, can you watch this with the family? Like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my daughter just watched it. My son watched it a while back. I, I took him to a couple of editing se- sessions. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, never they, know. They, you they, watch they, movies. They're loving it. They're loving it. You watch movies nowadays, and like you know, so much junk's on the screen. You're like, oh, my God. I didn't expect that. No. Oh, yeah. No, no. This, this one has somebody's jump, but it ain't mine. <laughs> Good. All right. All right. Well, that's again, okay. September 4th, <laughs> Critical Thinking, guys. Check it out. He plays Mario Martinez. John Leguizamo, we got to meet you and get you in the studio in person one day. Oh, yeah. You bet. It's a pleasure to have you here, man. It's over. I, Thanks, I man. would yeah. appreciate that. God, have a good day, man. Stay healthy Thank you. And, and safe, will you? You right, too, man. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Honker Nose or Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase giving you the sleeper hold, essentially, and then saying, here's a $100 bill in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty demeaning. You know, on my How ride in... that sound? I don't know. Miyagi style. <laughs> I was driving in. I had the... Howard Stern show on and Billie Eilish was on. It was a replay, obviously. And she was saying how she usually loves to be like the alpha dog in any scenario. Like she's this badass type of girl. But when it comes to Lana Del Rey, she's this like mush ball where she's beneath her and she's real giddy around her. She said, Lana Del Rey, when she first met her, patted her on the top of the head, and she was okay with it. Oh. And I thought to myself, so demeaning. and I thought to myself, man, she's like, that's the only person in the world for me, because she's like my hero, where I'd ever allow that, and I love it. A pat on the top of the head. And I, I'm throwing that in the mix, because if I met someone, like you and I interview Israel Adesanya today, right? A UFC champion. If we were like, yo, what's up, Adesanya style bender? And he said, come here, my friend. And he patted me on the head. That would be so demeaning. Didn't that happen to you once? Didn't someone give you like a... No, no, no. Cavino hates when old Italian guys grab you by the back of the neck. Yeah, like, you're right. a, like, uh, you're a, like you're a puppy. You know, yeah. you know how like the, like the old fat yeah, Italian like fat guy... gangster Italian he, he guys. He takes his, his oven mitt of a hand. Meat hook. His meat hook and puts it on the back of your neck like, Hey, come here. Yeah. And he grabs you like a... Like a like you would grab a little puppy. And then he pinches you by the cheek with his sausage fingers. And he, yeah. oh, he gives you like a, a playful slap on the cheek too. Yeah, like, like, hey, that. you're a good guy. I hate that. Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't oh. like any of those things. Don't hunk my nose. <laughs> don't stick $100 bills in my mouth. Throw money at me. <laughs> don't pat the top of my head like uh, the old guy in Benny Hill. And don't... Grab the back of my neck and pinch my cheek because you're a fat Italian slob. If it was like this. Yeah. <laughs> All demeaning. <laughs> On a throwback Thursday, I'm still watching uh, Cobra Kai. Oh, it's so fantastic. Again, because we watched it when it first came out, but I'm on season two now. and oh. It really is good, man. It's so cheesy, yes, but good all at the same time. And just watching the final scene of Karate Kid. Can I ask start you a question? the show is, is emotional. Here's a question. What Tory is more annoying? Tory from Cobra Kai uh, Season 2 or Tory from Saved by the Bell? Oh, the last season. I, I like Tory from Cobra Kai. And Tory from Saved by the Bell is uh, sort of badass spot. She, why? Because she wore a leather jacket? Yeah. That made her badass? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, thank you guys for choosing our show, for hanging around. 
We're going to talk some nonsense. We're going to honk some noses. And do that. I'm going to I'm going to do that to people just to to flex a little bit. I have a question. When you go back to the office? Hey, Kavino, welcome back. We're back to normal. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Honk. I'm going to honk people's nose like Miyagi did to Crease, like Daniel Sun did to Chosen. We're having a Where's Daniel? Give me Daniel Sun's honk. To Chosen. Oh, to Chosen. Which, by the way, if you're new to our show, we deem to be like the corniest ending to any sort of movie. That's the weakest move ever, but it is kind of funny in this context. Hey, give me the final scene of Daniel Sun. Live or die, man. Die. Die. Wrong. The weakest. Weakest. I remember being a kid thinking, like, yeah, that sucked. Even now as an adult, I'm like, oh, man, he should have killed him. Imagine the table read. Yeah. And then you're going to honk his nose. I'm sorry, what? I, I, I think I'm reading the script wrong here. It says... He <laughs> says, live or die, and then I honk his nose? <laughs> oh, they yes, should have yes, said uh, So wait, I don't kill him. Yes, oh. uh, yes, Ralph, that's what you're going to do. So wait, what you're trying to say is that, like, the culmination of the whole movie. Yes, Ralph, you, you're going to honk his nose. Okay. I'm telling I you, it'll, it'll play everybody, well. Does everybody know what we're talking about? At the end of Karate Kid 2, instead of killing his nemesis, he honks right. his nose because, because he saw his sensei do that in a previous scene. Because in Okinawa. Right. You fight to the death right. to restore your honor. Mm-hmm. Which, which sounds ridiculous when it's kids doing karate. But nonetheless. <laughs> which, by the way, I, I told you, I saw the, the preview for season three of Cobra Kai. I think they're going back to Okinawa. Oh, yeah. And you know what that might mean? Chosen might Chosen. make a appearance. Sato will be there. Sato's probably gone at this point. So anyway, when he honks the nose, Rich, we find that very demeaning. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Just answer it quickly. Is there a person, any person, that you'd be okay with being their little bitch and like them patting you on the head the way Lana Del Rey treated Billie Eilish in that story. Like, if Joe Montana was here, are you okay with him being like, get over here, and he pats you on the head and gives you a noogie? I mean, is there, is there anyone? Is there the Hulkster? Does he have to be a, of a certain clout and a certain size? If Hulk Hogan was here right now, the, 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 the person needs to be older than me. What's your... Uh, <laughs> In a, in a head, is there any person in the world where you'd be lady? okay with that? Was this that sort of treatment? I, I to bring it back to the million dollar man. I can be bought. So if it's someone of power older than me that I'm working for, what if it's Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd let Trump. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's the president. Yeah, whether you like him or not. I yeah, mean, how course. would you feel? You could see him trying to do that, right? Give me. Pat's rich on the head. But if it was like complimentary, he's like, I don't know. I like bro. your radio show. I pat, don't pat, pat. know. Like, Thank you, President. It's so demeaning. It's so demeaning. I'm not sure. There's, I had the visual. That's why I bring it up. I had the visual of, of someone doing that. I'm like, that's demeaning. Don't honk my nose. Don't pat my head. Everybody don't stick money in my mouth. Ice. What is demeaning? What are other. Don't call me a uh, big guy. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> what, are, what are the times in your life? I hate big guy. When you were in your 20s, a teenager, maybe it was at a part-time job, an old job. When, when do you feel like you were demeaned? Can you remember those moments or no? I don't have many of them. Where someone I have, disrespected I have, no, I'm not you? saying because I'm not the type of people are not going to disrespect. I try to avoid those scenarios. I don't like it. You ever been yelled at in front of other people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like high school coaches. I had an ex-girlfriend like slap me in a bar and like sort of make a scene. 
Oh, I was thrown you out of a club. Were by you the, there, by the, Spock? By the loops of my it's very pants. Possible. No, it was a new, remember, I think I told the story years ago. It was like New Year's Eve, early 2000s. And my ex-girlfriend was just being such a pain in the ass. No. And maybe it was you that was being the pain in the ass. Yeah, maybe the problem was you. No. Did you ever think about that? Because she was like, now, now as a grown-up, she's a fucking drinker and parties. But back then, she was like not a drinker. She was sort of like lame about certain things. And she's like, well, I'm going to leave this bar. And I was like, I, I was fed up. I was like, then fucking leave. Then why don't you go? She said she was going to leave. So I thought she left. So I went back to like fucking hanging. She came back in the bar and she's like, you were going to let me leave. And you fucking made him a scene and slapped me. And everyone was like, ooh. ooh. Trying to think. And she's like, who's going to love you now? <laughs> uh, you know what I always thought was, uh, the, the, I brought up the million dollar man for a reason because he was the best person at demeaning. I remember there was a clip that, was so wrong, but it, it really defined the old school character of the million dollar man in wrestling that we all loved growing up. Look this up, Spot. I'll see what the I The million find. dollar man took a cute little kid out of the crowd, and he's like, if you could dribble a basketball ten times. I remember this. I'll give you a hundred bucks. So he brings some cute little kid up, and... On the ninth dribble, he kicks the ball away, and he's like, get out of here, you little brick. Spot, do you found it? Yeah. Oh, the kid's got to be what? Like Sean. Okay, Sean. Can you dribble a basketball? You can dribble a basketball. So okay. Sweet. Virgil, give him the basketball. Now, let me see. Can you dribble that basketball ten times? Let me see you dribble the basketball ten times. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Good. Oh. Okay, pick the ball up, Virgil. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Sean. If you can dribble this basketball 15 times consecutively without missing, look at here. I'm going to give you $500. Now, I know you and your family can use $500. I can tell by looking at you that you can use a lot more than 500 bucks. That's yes. wrong. And he's racist, too. It's a little black kid. Virgil, give him the basketball. Okay, Sean, 15 times. Ready? Go. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Oops! And he kicks oh. it away. We didn't get to 15, Sean. You didn't get to 15, did you? No, he didn't make 15. Kids crying. And you know what that means? What that means, John, is you've got to learn a hard, cruel fact of life. When you don't do the job right, you don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, what a heel move. This all goes back to a theory I had where some people just don't like to be the little buddy. You know? Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine Ted DiBiase being here and trying to be, you know, the alpha alpha nugging us and, and patting our heads and honking our noses and sticking money in our mouth and kicking our balls and, yeah. you know, telling us to shut up. And can you imagine? I just can't even imagine. No. And we're not just saying we're, we're tough guys or alphas. I mean, that's not even the point. When someone treats you that way, it's just the weakest. And I choose to never be friends with people like that. 
Oh, this like, is <laughs> like um. Oh, I'll give you what an example. I remember when we would go out to dinner with Ed from Jersey back in the day, a guy that we met through the show. He became a friend of ours. We'd go out to dinner and he'd start ordering for me. And I'm like, yo, chill, dude. Like, and, and I would be like, no, nah, I don't. He'd be like, hey, trust me on this. I got it. And he would order for me and not let me order what I wanted. And I'm like, I'm not. I, I understand he, he's picking up the tab maybe here, but I'm not his little bitch boy. And I could pay for my own meal if I want to. And I used to hate that feeling. I didn't like it at all. No, I, I hear you. Look at this guy. I love this. Me and my girlfriend, this is from 780. Is that Canada? Said me and my girlfriend went to a David Copperfield magic show. <laughs> Ooh. We were on the big screen for an illusion in front of everyone. <laughs> and he asked her who I was. She patted me on the top of the head and said I was her boyfriend. Oh. It was a bit upsetting for me. Yeah, that's ah. embarrassing. Whole, the whole story sounds Hey, absurd. everybody. That whole story. We're here with, what's your name? Jessica. Jessica, who's this guy? This is my boyfriend. Pat, pat, pat on the head. Oh, oh. <laughs> That whole story makes my butthole itch. Starting with there at the David Copperfield show and it pulled up on stage. Uh, let's see. Better slap. Rich's girlfriend at the bar or spot slap in the face. And cupcake disgrace on a throwback no, Thursday. Jaime, from Jaime Tavares. My backhand to Rich's face. Yeah, if you guys want to go old school, fucking go to YouTube today. YouTube.com slash Covino and Rich. And search the slap bet. There's a slap bet that Spot and I made, and he slapped me. Back, he backhanded me across the face. But then there's another video. I'm where pretty I sure Spot said he's going to slap you on, on three. But he slapped you on two just with, to throw you with off. With the back of my hand. With the back of his hand. Oh, it's on YouTube if you want to see it on the Throwback Thursday. Let's see. Stefan Idaho says, I once had a man. This sounds like a little riddle. I once had a man. From Nantucket. <laughs> from Nantucket. Wow. That he I worked me with. One day that I should, he told me one day I should suck it. Worked <laughs> with in a professional setting, respond to a legitimate question I had by patronizing me and sarcastically saying, you're cute. Oh, I was so pissed. That's Steph in Idaho. Yeah, so that's spot, spot does that to Rich you and you hate it. No, no, I don't. You, you do stuff like that. Spot's the cute. league leader. That is cute. Spot, what does Spot always say to you? Come on. You're cute. No, what does Spot always say to oh. you? What do I always say? Oh, you're that, s- I'm the ball, that I'm really the Bulge ambassador? No, that's not true. Then you're a sweet boy. You're a sweet boy. I always say you're a sweet boy. That's not demeaning. When Spot, when you do, when you can't figure yeah, out something on your phone or technology or equipment, Spot always goes, no, you're a sweet boy. Yeah, I don't that's like his that. demeaning way to. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's, that's, pat, that's him verbally patting my head. Uh, you're a sweet boy. Uh, let's see. Lots of random feedback, but talking about demeaning things. Oh, uh, because, Tommy. Because we started the show with Daniel's son, or should we say Miyagi, honking the nose of John Kreese. Tommy hit us up saying, This is demeaning as F. He said, When someone finds out at work that they're older than you, and they say something like, ah, you're just a pup. Or they they insinuate like, oh, you don't have the experience I have. Yeah, that's corny. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. something that could irritate someone. I can see that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Tommy. I'll back you up and I'll tell you why. Because there are times Cavino and I are in meetings. And I'm not saying I look like I'm 30. But I think a lot of people don't realize Cavino and I are both 40 and over. They don't. Where and they're, treating, we, they're talking down to us for sure. Yeah, we, we've been in meetings where people are like, well, well, those are the days of like VCRs, but you guys want to remember that. I'm like, I don't remember that. What yeah. do you think I'm 20? By the way, I mean, that th- thank you all of the time. Thank you for the compliment. But we, we were recently somewhere where someone insinuated Kavino and I didn't know something. 
that was so clearly in our wheelhouse. I wish I remember what it was, oh. but I looked at Kavino and I'm like, I'll let them think we're younger than we are, but they don't think we... Oh, I wish you knew what it was, but... <laughs> no, like it was that. something simple. Honestly, Spot, we were in a meeting and someone's like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> it's like going to the video store, but you guys want to remember those days. I'm like, well, I'll, okay. I guess I'll take the compliment. Yeah, but then but, it also becomes a weird scenario because they're talking down to you in a way because they think they have more experience or they're older. In fact, you're probably older than them sometimes. And it's really an odd scenario. It is a little demeaning. What is demeaning? Of all that. Well, thanks for the feedback, guys. My number one answer on the board might be the nose honk. <laughs> because now with social distancing and everyone having to wash their hands, can you imagine the balls you have to have oh. to honk someone's nose? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Can you imagine if we're in the hallway and we go up to one of our huh. colleagues? Can you imagine if we see, like, Wizard John or anybody? Oh, I would love to honk I would have said Rude Jude, but I'm not honking his nose. That could get awkward. <laughs> Rude Jude might honk your nose. I know. That yeah. might, we might have to do that. Warp, warp. Warp. Hey, yeah, he wouldn't honk you. Hey, what's going on? You go. Warp, warp. 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 Imagine that. Warp. We should start honking nose. Noses. Honk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's right up there. You know, thinking that, think about it now. Maybe the ending's not as lame as we thought it was. Because it's even because worse. It's so demeaning. It's yeah. worse. What, what's, but what's, you know, what's worse? Getting honked in the nose and pushed down. <laughs> Or actually a final, like, knockout shot. <laughs> knockout punch? Yeah. No, because you almost want to be knocked out at that point. You, got, right? like, you don't yeah, want to be humiliated. Me. Right. Like, uh, in a way, I get it now more than I ever did before. I'm starting to like the ending of Karate Kid 2, people which are, I always hated. People are saying the Fast and the Furious scene, I could pay for my own shrimp. No one likes, no one likes being demeaned. Yeah, it's just a, a lame feeling or when you when someone's treating you like a bitch boy and and they're treating you like you're the little buddy. Fuck that. I how don't do like you, it. How do you handle how do you balance ego, generosity and all these things if you go out with another couple or a group of people? I mean, you're and, supposed to be and, equals. No, that's, but I'm saying and if someone takes the lead or Someone insinuates, like, I got this. We'll get this bottle of wine. I'm not saying order your yeah, meal. There's, there's certain ways to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you could do those things and still be a gentleman and nice and not make someone feel like like an idiot about it. I think you could do that. Like, if you know this place, like, yeah, guys, trust me. You cool, you cool with that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order appetizers for everybody. Everybody cool? Like, there's nice ways to do it. Yeah. I know it's great here. Just please let me. Let me uh, trust me. Just trust me on this. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. What if you, what if you don't want that? You're still going to have to pay for it. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But I'm, you know, I'm answering Rich's question. You know, I'm not saying that you don't want to ever be in that scenario. It's just you don't want to be with the jerk off treating you that way. I won't hang with you ever again. <laughs> and you're really missing out. All which right, is, so, <laughs> which you not hanging out again? Yeah. Uh, 866-969-1969. 866-969-1969. It's Faction Talk 103. Any other uh, feedback? EJ Reed says, I felt the mean this one time in college when I invited my high school friend to visit, and he brought his friends with him. Well, I took them to a kickback, and I was dozing off a little bit on the couch, and his friend antiqued me. <laughs> I was pissed that my friend sat there and let him do it. <laughs> That's fucked up. I've never been, have you ever been antiqued? Nah, I've never yeah. been antiqued. Yeah, I don't like that. What's antiqued? 
when they uh, smack your face with a thing of powder. Yeah, fuck so that. Like old, you know, like a old. You know, yeah, old that's, that's never that. been that. They treated EJ like the bitch boy in that scenario, and his friend like let him. I think you put it fuck on a pillow, that. and then you smack someone in the face mm-hmm. with it, or you can just like squeeze the powder bottle. Yeah, in it's face. like when I'm dozing off in the back seat on a road trip, and you guys are trying to take pictures of it. Oh, I love that. I fucking that makes me so angry, dude. It's like you're violating my fucking. Have sleep you ever time. have you ever done the like, if someone's a friend is sleeping in the back? And you do the stop short, and then they just roll off the seat. <laughs> yeah, I don't like those jokes. That's fun. Uh, yeah, they're weak. They make you feel lame. Let's that, see. that little buddy shit must be a lame New York Italian thing. No one has ever treated me like that. That's from Kyle and PA. Really? You never, you never bumped into like, an older, like, a, like abrasive guy? That's, some guy with a cigar? Yeah, some like old fat Italian guy. Or it doesn't need to be Italian. Some guy that is just very clear he's trying to be the alpha in the room. He thinks he's big pussy pastor? Yeah, exactly. And he uh, and he grabs you by the cheek and tells you to you know get him some water or something. I know someone that we're little buddies too. Brad from Brad from uh, Big Brad in Indianapolis. Big Brad in Indiana. B- Big Brad in Indiana. Yeah, but he's nine feet tall. I mean, he, he's just like, by default. I'm always his, his little buddy. He said, "Good morning, little buddies. Perfect day for me to be listening live. Keep up the good work, Big little Brad." Buddies. Yeah, he's like the guy's like six ten. Yeah, I mean, he's a big yeah. fella. So by default, I mean, but he doesn't treat you like. Like a little bitch, you know? I mean, he'll give you a little headlock here and there, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, or like just bigger people automatically like towering over you in Superior. Yeah, imagine if the Hulkster was here and he's like, Hey, brother. Hey, Rich. Give me something to drink. He's like, Sure, Hulkster. <laughs> like, what do I need? Uh, good morning, it's guys. Like the, uh, that, that bulldog and Spike. Like, I never want to be... That little bitch dog. Uh, shut up. Uh, shut up. Good morning, guys. Angela in Sonora saying she's been cutting hair for 31 years and absolutely hates when a client sits in her chair and tells her how to cut their hair. Ooh, like yeah. a lesson in hair cutting. Like, I know. I do that. I apologize. I do it kindly, though. No, you don't. I do it kindly. Hey, look, I know you're the expert. You should hear what Addy and I talk about. I know the clips don't lie. we talk about you? I know the clips don't lie. You are difficult. When Addy and I, Addy and I, I talk know. about you all the time. I know. I'm a special kind of fella. Let's see. He said uh, you're probably his most difficult client. Yeah. I mean, every guy who's cut my hair has said that. You take pride in that? No, it's just <laughs> it's just what it is to be me, I guess. What is it? You think your hair is like guys, guys done cutting your hair, you, you always have something to say? Because I'm ridiculous about being meticulous, and other people aren't. That's well, really you'll it. be like this one hair? Yeah, I see things that other people don't see. I have an eagle eye. That's what it is. You have any? So why don't you be? Why don't you? Uh, when it comes to hidden pictures, I'm the fucking master. Why don't you just become a, a barber? I, I'm the backup plan. Meticulous. You have skills. I got this. I got the eye. Yeah, but you could be known as the meticulous barber that everyone wants to go to. Yeah. So I see things where other people are okay with it. I'm not. And I know it drives barbers crazy, girlfriends crazy, me, spot crazy. My dad probably, because my dad would be breaking his ass, like painting a room or hanging shit up, and I'd walk in, not helping whatsoever. You missed the spot. To tell my dad he missed the spot, or it was crooked. Oh. And then it would like, then my mom would be like, "He's right." <laughs> and then my dad would give me a dirty yeah, look. Hey, why don't you fucking go back upstairs, mind your fucking business? And then my mom would make my dad do it all over again because I, I came down and gave my two cents, Jeez. and then my dad would be mad at me. And all I was doing was, you know. Making my observation. 
So you know, you know, <laughs> just what I do. Let's see. I have an old Mexican uncle who always calls me slick. Eh, that doesn't. I guess it sounds annoying, but <laughs> if you're not slick, then he's just yeah making fun of you. I what love Larry David and Richard Lewis fighting furiously over who would pay for lunch. That's uh, so I, funny. I love that. When you know, Kyle and he like got to the restaurant like a half hour <laughs> yeah, early. That is funny. And then yeah. and they like tracked down the guy at the funeral so yeah. he could pay for the. I heard an old Richard Lewis replay on Stern 101. And he actually talked about how that's a real story. I know it's like an episode. Of, it's like a theme on Curb. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of that stuff is, is based in reality. But Spot, he tells a story about how. Fuck. I know someone else has heard this, but he tells a story where Richard Lewis says he was going out to lunch with Larry David. Richard Lewis does his get there early to make sure he could pay. It's Larry David, right? So Richard Lewis pays. But mid, like right as they're sitting down to eat, Larry David gets a call from someone more important. He's like, Richard, I got to go. Meanwhile, all the food comes and Richard Lewis pays for all this food that Larry David wasn't even there to eat. And it was, it was like an A-lister. No, it was Bill Murray. <laughs> and this is in real life. Yeah, in real life. That's funny. So that inspired that episode. Oh, okay. That's so funny. So all those little things, you have to be a special person to put up with it. Yeah. Um, I've never wanted to be, again, what's the name of the dog that treats Spike like he's the coolest dog? Oh, what is that? You know why? Not that I want to be the coolest dog. You want to be... Dude, you're the coolest you wanna, dog. You don't want to be. It's not about being the alpha dog. It's about just being the equal of somebody. Chester. Yeah, I never want to be the Chester of the scenario. Who the fuck wants to be that? But some people don't mind. You want to Nah. Nah. You wouldn't like that, what do you, Spike? Hey, Spike. How about we chase cars, huh? Does that sound like fun? Nah. Yeah, that wouldn't be no fun. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that guy. Cat, would you like that, Spike? Huh? Would you like that? Huh? Spike? Cat? You know where is it, a cat? So funny how Mel Blanc's range is pretty limited. I feel like this is uh, listening to Kavino and Rich. Although Mel Blanc is a legend, all the voices sound the same for the most part. All right, so thank you guys for choosing us. We'll go through some more feedback and then dive into the rest of the show, but reminiscing about those awkward moments and demeaning moments and Karate Kid and everything else. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Here's something that, man, he probably hit us up not thinking we busted balls on the radio, but I have to. Oh, perfect. Who is it? So I get a text message. It's like, it's, it, you, you love this. Cavino will always point this out. Cavino will say to us, why are you asking for my opinion? If you're going to do what you want anyway. He doesn't say that to me and you, but he'll say that in regards to meetings at SiriusXM or ESPN or wherever. Like, people are like, Kavino, what works best for you? And then he'll say what works best for him, but then they'll keep the meeting at the time they want anyway. Yeah, it happens often. And it's kind of funny because... What day works best? Uh, Monday or Thursday? I'll make Thursday. All right, well, let's do Monday. Why'd you ask me? The best will be like, Kavino, they'll they'll ask Kavino what day works best, and he'll say, well, I have to... This is before the pandemic. He'll say, well, Thursdays, I got my daughter a little later than I got this, so, uh, you know, any day but Thursday or Tuesday probably works best. All right, well, we're going to just proceed with Tuesday or Thursday. (laughs) Well, why did you ask me? Just for the uh, theatrics of it? For show? Yeah. To to make it look like I had a say? I'm not stupid. I see what you're doing, you jerk-offs. I hate that. It happens at 
a lot of corporate environments where they have a brainstorming meeting, but the decision's already been made. You know who does that? You know who's the biggest culprit? Women on what you want to eat. Because you'll say what you want to eat, and it's like, no, it always goes back to what they want to eat. Well, it brings me back to my old trick. When you're doing the whole song and dance. It doesn't work. When you're doing the whole, doesn't work. When you're doing thought, the whole song. Just because they said it on How I Met Your Mother or whatever. Yeah, well, they this, didn't say yeah, it but it sounds like mother. something you got from Barney Stinson. I thought the doesn't trick work. was when you pulled a gerbil out of your ass. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bing. Um, no. When you are with your wife, wife or girlfriend, and she's like, doesn't know, and you do that whole song and dance of like, I don't know what you want to eat. What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Just say. You'll never guess where we're going to dinner tonight. Never works. And whatever she says is your answer. Never works. Because that's insinuating she has in her mind what she would want. This has a success rate of 0.0. <laughs> no! It's a great theory, and it's a great like little party joke, but it never works. It's not works. a party joke. Hey, babe, what do you want? Guess where we're going They're for dinner. Say, I don't know. What do you want? No, babe, 10 out of 10 babe, times. Guess where we're going to dinner They're tonight. They're not going to play that game. Women are stupid. I don't know. No, guess where we're going no, to dinner tonight. In fact, that people new, should realize that new sushi how spot? stupid that no. you think women are. <laughs> no. It's... They, women listening should be insulted that, that Rich thinks you're that dumb. Guess where we're going to dinner. That new Mexican spot? Yep, that's where we're going. No. She, that, she's never leading work. you to where she wants never to go. never works because they're not decisive in that way. Here's how their brain works. Whatever you say, it's the opposite of that. That's how a woman's brain works. Okay. Because you're thinking pizza. And now that they heard pizza, they don't want pizza. That's how, that's how it works all the time. So there's a guy that hit us up on Friday. And it's one of those, I asked you, you you're asking for my opinion, but then you're not using my opinion. So why are you asking me? Rocket Dog in Minnesota hit us up. And Spot, he hits us up with, what do you guys think of these sunglasses? Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like modeling for us. It was very out of left field, and I'm glad he, you know, thank looks God, at us thank as God friends. I'm not, and, not on this group text. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll add you, Spot. Don't worry. Hold no, on. No, I'll, no, I'll no, add no, you right now. You're added. You're oh, added. Fuck me. You're added. Damn it. So he goes, I need an opinion on these sunglasses. And, and Camino goes, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Immediately. Well, he sent a picture of him wearing them. But I said, listen, they're not bad. They're, they're, they're what would you call like uh, Cheap pharmacy sunglasses? No, he's, he's like out of like a sunglass store. I don't store. know. Yes. Let me see. Because I haven't Looks seen like the he's photo. He's at, at a Walmart. They're more of an Oakley look than an aviator look, if that okay, makes sense. Yeah. But that's like a more popular look around the country. So he sent these right here. And Cavino didn't like the two-toned, like, half, they're half silver, half black. <laughs> then he goes on to say... That's what he didn't like? And I, I think they look good on him. But I said, is there another one? And he sent his picture of them all in black. And I said, those are great. Get those. Oh, yeah, those are nice. Those are nice. Right? Boom. Get them. So I was like, oh. Way, are we sure he's not 40 yet? Rocket Dog. Are we sure about that? Hits us up with these glasses, right? Yeah. They're okay. Are we I sure? said... I, sure? I say, dude, I don't know. Maybe the color. Camino's like, yeah, the two-tone thing, bro. Not, uh, that's a no. Yeah, two-tone sunglasses? That's a So he weird. shows us. They're like very sleek, black-looking Oakley types. They're called, uh, I don't even know what brand they are. I think they might be Oakley. Oakley. By the way, when I say two-tone, I'm talking about the frame, not yeah, the lens. The frame is uh, like the, the top half is silver and the bottom half is black. So he showed us a pair of black sunglasses 
Oakleys. They're pretty sleek looking. They're simple enough to. Boom. I was like, oh, wow. Cavino and I gave some good advice to he Rocket bought, Dog. You bought your Moakleys. This guy's going to be rocking some sweet sunglasses. I feel good about the advice I gave Rocket Dog. I'm like, this guy's going to be rocking some sweet glasses. And I feel well, like. Why is he asking you? You never wear sunglasses. You were wearing Emmy sunglasses in the last picture I posted. Is he going to wear them on the back of his head while he checks out America's favorite? Uh, he asked the worst favorite, greatest diners, well, drive-ins, that, and that, dives. That's not true. Just because I don't wear sunglasses all the time doesn't mean I don't know what looks good on people. Well, then what you wear doesn't look good, so I wouldn't trust you. Last time we hung out and you wore sunglasses, you wore free like Budweiser once. How is that relevant to me knowing what because good sunglasses are? Because you don't ever wear sunglasses. But I know what good sunglasses look like on someone. Okay. In fact, I actually know quite. I actually it. know quite well. My ex was a optometrist, and she worked in an eyeglass shop. So I would always so remember. That means you have the fucking. So I, rem- skill set? I remember her. She's also a dog me- groomer. Do you know how to fucking cut dogs hair? Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are the ones that I got for free from State Farm. They, I posted they a picture were- of us. Rich is wearing like Emmy no, sunglasses. No, those I State. You're wearing State Farm they sunglasses, free, motherfucker. They were giveaways at an event we did. But oh. you're wearing them. No, the sorry, only reason, because you don't have a pair. Yeah, the only reason he was wearing them they were is because red and they match my 49er shit. No, dummy. you so were not wearing any red whatsoever. No, you wore them because we got to the beach. I brought them to the Super Bowl with me. No, because Spock <laughs> gave them to me. I brought them to the actual Super oh, Bowl. But I was going to say, I gave them to you because I had them in my bag. Yeah. Because we were on the beach and you're like, I don't have sunglasses. Okay. So they were, they're, they're they're give, they were free giveaway sunglasses we got in a By the way, they were really good, though. They were really like polarized right. and so, looked really great. So anyway, I'm like, all right, cool. We gave, we gave Rocket Dog this uh, cool tip on sunglasses. He's going to look styling. He hits me back the next day. Oh, no. And he goes, are these any better? Question mark. And I go, nah, I like the other ones. He bought them, didn't he? He goes, oh, well, these are the ones I got. <laughs> they were marked down, and I couldn't resist. Oh, well, that's okay. And then I go, well, I guess you could pull them off. I'm not a fan of them, but. You pull them off, take them off, don't away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, they're not bad. It's just I'm certain that my advice was better, yet he went with these, and it just shows that people get what they want. He ended up getting these. Oh, they're those like, are lame. They're what like, the fuck? They're not, they're, that's is he rude. Going, is he going he, fly fishing? He bought them, so don't no, be mean. No, they're lame as fuck. They're, I don't care. They're, they're blue mirrors. Now, he's, now he's definitely he ready to check out America's. He asked us for the opinion. He's definitely ready to check out America's that favorite uh, lens dives. is weak. <laughs> These are from the Guy Fieri collection. Yeah, <laughs> they're from well, the Guy Fieri No, but listen, like I, it just, it would be like asking your buddies, what do you think? This, 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 or this. Those comes with flames he, on a T-shirt. He bought infomercial sunglasses, and I'm not saying I don't have a pair because I rock my Amber Visions. But do those come with a bowling shirt with flames on it? Yeah, those are lame. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not but rocking it, those. When you add, it, it's the weird thing too. I'll give you the analogy. You go to a restaurant, yeah. and you and you're eyeing up. You're like, oh, should I get the cheeseburger? Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Reuben. You know, I think I really want the Reuben. And then you go, yeah. Hey, can I take your order? Hey, how's the Reuben here? To be honest, I don't really like it. I'd go with the burger. I'd go with the burger. And you're like, and then you're like, no, I'll go with the Reuben. Like, <laughs> you, feel like, you feel like an asshole. You know what it's like, like, like you're, crave, you're craving nachos, and you're like, how are the nachos here? And the, and the waiter gives you the old, like, not that guy. I want to get them here. Thanks for your honesty. Thanks for your honesty. I'll go with the but nachos. I'll go with the nachos. We, Rocket Dog pulled a fucking shitty customer move. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing, or <laughs> even worse, I should say, in relationships. Because you could tell people till you're blue in the face oh. what to do or how to handle it, and people are still going to do what they want. Like, my brother is the biggest. You think I'm the biggest culprit. 
My brother's the biggest culprit ever. My brother has all of my bad qualities times 10, right? I'm saying I have these qualities, but his are on steroids, okay? So my brother's a lot like me, but worse in all the bad ways. So he'll be like, yo, bro, what should I do, yo? Wait, I'm like, yo, here, I'm going to tell you exactly whoa, 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 what to hold do. Hold on. No, no, no. Worse than him? Worse than me. <laughs> worse than me. What should I do, bro? So I'm like, no, for real, though, what do you think I should do, yo? Yo. Like, and I'm like, Larry, ready? Ten, but ten <laughs> times that. Here's what I think you should do. <laughs> How can it be ten times you? <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> ten times you. Because then, then ten more times, he's like, but for real, yo, what do you think? And I always say, here's what I think. And I'll put it as black and white as possible. Hey, I'm sorry to be uh, rude about it, but here's what I think. I'm being honest, yeah. and here's what you should do. And then he'll hit me up and be like, in other words, what do you think I should do now? Because I did the exact opposite of everything <laughs> you said, yo. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in other words, that's exactly what happens. It's like, well, yeah. why do you ask me? Because so, people are always, yeah. the, the, the moral of the story is this, people are always going to do what they want to do. And the they're, 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 they're assessing I get it, because I, I like people's opinions, too. Yeah, of course. You know, you're assessing. You just really want, I guess, deep down, if you want to psychoanalyze it, you're looking for the, yo, man, that's a good decision. Of course. Good job. It could be something as stupid as Spot and you're I could go to... for the affirmation. Spot could take a ride with me to Home Depot or Lowe's, and I could be looking at, I don't know, the new barbecue grills, and... Bear grills? I, 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 Spot could be all day saying, yo, you got to get that one. That's the one. I'm like, yeah, you think, you think. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the other one. Like you, you, you're right. You're looking for your wife, your girlfriend, your buddy, your coworker. You're, you're just, just looking for someone back. to say, yep. "Oh, yeah. you made the right choice. <laughs> great decision. Great hey, spot. Great choice. Yo, that's, that's the one. You, you, you bro. Loved my, you loved my grill choice so much. You went out and bought the same one. Hey, spot. Honestly, I, and by the way, update because people want to know. It seems like your car is gonna be covered. Correct. Oh, people are asking about the car. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. The only problem is, is that I have to wait. A full 30 days for the warranty to be in effect. service. Okay. Because they're like, oh, we, you know, it's, it's in effect the second you buy it. But the guys at the, at the shop that I were dealing with, they're like, we've dealt with this before. Sometimes if you call too soon, then they'll catch on and they won't cover it. So they're like, let's wait. It'll, be, it'll okay. most likely all be covered and you'll be okay. But that's when, the update when, on Spots yeah, when, when so you were looking, Now it's just sitting in the garage. When you were looking for new used cars. Yes. It meant that when Kavino and I were like, bro, cool choice, you felt good about it because you want your friends and the people close to you to give you a little, like, made the right choice. Yeah, but, you know, at, at the same time, it's, it's like if I really have my heart set on something, that of goes back to you're going to do, yeah, yeah, you're gonna most, do what you want. want. But, I, yes, the validation is nice to have. Right. It makes me feel better. About a decision that I want to make for myself. JC in Kentucky hits us up and he makes two valid points. Two. So let me make them. <laughs> two. Two. He goes, One. the worst thing about Rocket Dog's stupid glasses is that those bad boys were 200 bucks. Wait, Ooh. that was on sale? Yeah. Oh, no. Which made it worse. Then he also said your, your question about why isn't there a, a right-wing, right-leaning, Republican-leaning comedian, like satire comedian. He goes, there's no way a person on the right, quote-unquote right, could do comedy because it would be labeled as racism, sexism, etc. That person would immediately be demonized by the left, and I happen to agree with him. So that answers Rich's uh, question from earlier. In a nutshell, hold on. I'm showing your wife's spot. Here's oh, okay. the ones we. T- here's the ones he said he wanted to get right, and Cavino didn't like how they were like two toned, 
right? So Tommy, we said, Tommy like, ah, we told him to get those. Those look cool, right? Here's what he got. Let me show you what he got. Yeah, the other ones were a safer purchase for sure. Then he goes with like these bug. He looks like a he looks like a bug. <laughs> right. My wife's reaction. Oh, stop it! No, but they got stop the um, like the iridescent mirror sort yeah, of. Yeah, he's got yeah, but like lens. blue mirror glasses. But oh. like, that's oh. good if your um, if your middle name is Bullweevil. Oh, I, I yeah. Go ahead. Were you reading the comment that was on the board or no? That the what the right side was saying their funny guy was. Oh, Greg uh, Guffell. Greg Gutfeld, that's a good one. He's they good. were saying that he's the attempt, but like, yeah. It's but he's good at what he does. I like Greg Gutfeld. He's a funny guy. He seems like a nice guy. All right, so. I just, by the way, I recently just invested in a new pair of sunglasses. I think they were like, they were a, were they, an, they were like an Instagram ad, but they, it ended up being a reputable company. You should company. dip into Emmy's collection like Rich. I should, because you have to, re- you know, you have to research <laughs> Instagram ads now. But no, it was a legitimate company. They were like, there were forty five bucks or fifty flat, bucks, like flat lens. And no, they're like normal ones because I like those wood frame ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're not full real wood, but they have the appearance of real wood. Polarized, look great. Uh, they're called Shady Rays. So Shady Rays. Yeah, Shady I, re- Rays. I recommend them. They and they're pretty good. I see. Uh, Franz hit us up. Franz saying he I'll lost his sunglasses. Too. In the wave surfing with his daughter at LBI yesterday, so he's wearing cheapos. But everybody has, hey, Bronze, just so you know, everybody has a pair of cheapos. I, was wearing, I got a pair of cheapos. I was wearing a pair that said Tampa Bay on the side that I picked up at the Super Bowl until recently mm-hmm. when I scratched them, and I'm like, eh, gotta get new ones. He said, uh, listening to you guys on the beach with an earbud, and it leads me to a side story. I can't find one of my earpods. I don't know if Emmy oh. took it or if I just put it on top of a counter, but I have one of them, and luckily, one is all you need. If you just need to use them, but now I, I can't find the right one. You said earpods. I know. Did I say earpods? It's, it's I'm boomer energy. Have you tried lost my pods? I tried lost my. I tried. I did the thing lost. where I did the thing where you could do find my iPhone right, Ear and pods. it could find you your AirPods. But what happens is when you do find my AirPods, it they beep. But all <laughs> Ben's gonna shit one out next week. Oh, <laughs> I'm wonder. I'm wondering. Where on earth it is because the locator, it looks like is indicating they're both at my house. But I can't hear the second one beep. And it's not dead on battery because I charge them like every day. Yeah. So now I'm on this mission where is it? Where the fuck is my second AirPod? Interesting. Oh. Where could it be? It's an Emmy Dora backpack. Yeah. Emmy the Explorer? Emmy the Explorer. It's possible. Oh, that's the worst because they're so small. A lot of feedback coming in. We appreciate it. You can yeah. text us at 412 to letter C in our show. Call us 866-969-1969. Talking about how you can give people advice all day long, suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, When they ask for it, that's the thing, too. I don't give anyone my opinion or my advice unless they ask me. I don't put my two cents in. I don't judge. I, don't, I swear to you, I don't because I don't care. That's the truth. You want to know the real truth? I don't give a fuck about what you do. Because I'm a real self-centered asshole. No. So I really true. don't care. Yeah, you don't. That that's is, the truth. That, that is that's true. That's what makes me the least judgmental. If you think I'm judgy, you're out of your mind. I don't even care about you every, at I, all. Every... But if you ask me, that's <laughs> when I'll give you my opinion. And, and, and regardless of the opinion, people are going to do what they want to do no matter what. That's just how it is, including myself, including you, including everybody. Yep. We all just want that, that pat in the back positive affirmation of of yeah man that 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 purchase good choice oh oh, oh, bro you know how to pick them you that's really it that's why i lead with everything i buy i call it a bad boy immediately 
because I'm trying to like negate your opinion because I've already established that I don't care what you think. Check out these bad boys. <laughs> another, another Cavino trick is that when it has to do with vehicles, he always loves to emphasize the sport. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. always does that. Like, like well, it's, it's the model. It's the difference. Yeah. But he's like, yo, sport, bro. <laughs> well, like, like, you know, it's like a... Yeah, it's a Corolla. Like I bought a Corolla mini, Sport. I bought a Mini Cooper, yeah, but it's, it's a sport. It's the sport's yeah, better a, than the, sport. the uh, average it's version. Sport. It usually ha- has a cool wheel package oh, and Cavino, leather you, uh, interior. And, yeah, Cavino... Uh, yeah, but that means Cavino has not prior. Cavino's decided a car is not a priority anymore, so he went from a Mercedes to a Corolla. A Corolla Sport? Yeah, but a Corolla like, Sport or a, yeah. a Civic, because I don't have a Corolla. Yeah. But I had a Corolla Sport. Yeah. A Civic Sport is way better than a regular <laughs> Civic. It just is. Rocket Dog just texted us a picture of him wearing the glasses, giving the middle finger. Thank you, Rocket Dog. Those are weak, bro. Sorry. And I only so say that saying, because you asked. He's saying they're the same frames. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the lenses, lenses are blue. Why that would he go with weak. mirror blue? What are you, a superhero? What, is, what does he think he is? Like an Ant-Man. He looks like Ant-Man with those <laughs> things on. I don't know. Mirror blue. <laughs> More like Camp-Man. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the feedback and the phones. And, you know, I do appreciate Rocket Dog valuing our opinion to even ask in the first place. I love him. But he didn't value it enough to go with what we suggested. All right, let's say what's up to Conrad in Ontario. Hey, Conrad. What's going on, guys? I got an Equinox Sport, and trust me, it's better than all the other trim lines. Sport! Um, but I, what I wanted to tell you is, yeah, um, my, everyone in my life calls me for computer advice, wiring advice, whatever, any, any kind of technology thing for years now. And I, sometimes I'll spend hours with them over a course of a few days, few weeks, and you find out what they did. And it was completely nothing we discussed. And then when you ask them why, it's because it was cheaper. So I guess everyone I know is a cheapskate. And like you... Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I'm not offering my opinion. They're calling me, and then I'll spend the time to to do that. And then I just kind of, you know, I'm passionate about it, so I'll talk about it. But then I just kind of get pissed off, and they didn't do anything I kind of advised them on. It's the truth. I'll, I'll never yeah. pass judgment or give you my two cents because I think it's valid or important, and you should follow my lead. Maybe here on the radio show, it's different. You know, we have a microphone, and that's what we're supposed to do. I'm talking in real life. In real life, I'm not saying, listen, bro. Don't ever call this girl again because she's no good for you and she's going to ruin your life. But if my brother says, what do you think I should do, you? Then I'll say, you really want to know? I don't think you should ever call this girl again. She's no good for you. She's going to ruin your life. Uh, but, bro, but bro, yeah. what should I do? Yeah. And then it'll hit me bro. back. So I talked to her, yo, and she did it again. And I'm like, what well, should I, I do? Bro, what should I do, bro? Exactly. I told you last time oh. not to talk to her. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. There's an article, I saw it on The Atlantic, and it's other places too. But it says, generation work from home may never recover. The social and economic costs borne by young people without offices. To have a job without a workplace, you must build an office of the mind. You must build office of the mind. Structure. <laughs> Routine. Focus. Focus. Socialization. Networking. Balance. Stress relief. Your whole routine has been thrown for a loop. Big time. Now, this article goes on to make a lot of great points. You're never truly in the zone at home. 
if you have kids, a pet, any distraction, you are home. You could have an office, and then there's a whole generation of people that, and I'll be honest, I heard this on a conference call at ESPN, and not that I felt bad, but I thought it was like a humbling moment for a couple of the guys where they're talking about home setups, and one of the guys like, yo, like, I rent a room with three other people. I'm in my 20s. Like, I don't have an office space. Yeah, then there was some other guy that said, fuck poor people. Yeah, now's the time spot. Oh, sorry. And then some other guy said, he has no, they said everyone needs to get the high speed internet because we're, you know, we're doing remote television and radio and stuff like that. And someone on the team said, yeah, I have no control of my internet because I'm one person that lives in like with roommates and a landlord that sort of controls the internet. And I'm like, you're assuming, you know who at home work works for? Us. Affluent people. No, single people. Doesn't work for me at all. Single people who have money and space, because they could say, "Hillary, you know that guest bedroom? Yes, John. Well, we could use that as your office, and I'll set up camp in our bedroom by the desk with the with the MacBook." Like, you know, pe- who else is this good for? Everyone on home improvement shows, because everybody has their own office on that show. Yeah, how is that possible? I'm looking for an open floor plan and an office for him and an office for me and a mudroom. A mudroom. I need all of those things, according to HGTV. Yeah, how do they each have their own office? So, By the way, Rich, Kyle Lowry should dish you the ball because you're making some great points. <laughs> hey, I'm going to hit a three-point buzzer beater <laughs> with .5 seconds left yeah, to, to win this conversation. We're going to get to that. Rich is making some great points right now. What's up, Raptors? You know Drake's sneaking into the bubble. Um so he's already there he's gonna wear a disguise he's gonna pretend he's a virtual fan but he's gonna be just sitting there like whoa that's funny so people that have roommates or not a lot of money or get this spot kids i was so happy to hear that our one of our bosses is like struggling because one of our bosses has like two young preteen boys and he's like Guys, like, life is chaotic, one of our ESPN guys. And it made me feel so good because I'm like, thank God. That is such an important connect or disconnect with, with what's going on right now. Because people that are homeschooling kids yeah, or have side, kids. You know how bored you are and how long these months have been without the distraction of kids? I'm saying on the flip side. I know you might want to trade that feeling. I've, but I've been, I've been fine. I don't know. It's kind of boring. But... but what I'm saying when is, when Melody's not around and like nothing's going on, I'm bored. When I'm we great. have when we have these calls, she's self sufficient and so. these meetings, and someone doesn't have kids or a family, they're just fucking. You could tell they're they're almost like college bachelor style, where they're like sitting at their MacBook with their foot up and they got like a bag of chips and they have TV on the background and they're like, yeah, you know, all right. So what do you guys think about this? And then you see on the Zoom call some other guy, and you could tell like this. Racking in the background like, Daddy! Daddy! Honey, can you can you change his diaper? Like it We can't work from home forever. Unless you have the ideal setup. Unless you have the ideal setup, unless you're wealthy, unless you then unless at the one point others made you your own office. Yeah. I mean look at my home office setup. It's not ideal. You can't do this forever. You you are doing this because in your mind you know this is a temporary a fucking, situation. I have a fucking 
board and computer on my ottoman. I have equipment connected on top of my by fucking TV. I have cases sitting in front of my fireplace. I have lighting kits over in the corner. And then this is just this show. And then my other shit I have in the other room. I have a whole desk in my bedroom. Yeah, it's with with speakers. It's and not mon- you know. You don't need that much. Audio- like, part of my daughter's school curriculum right now in L.A. One of the first things they taught was the importance of an appropriate and clean workspace. And I'm thinking about it. Like, it's not that she has all that much. She has a little desk, but it's about setting it up and making it comfortable for oneself and trying to shut right. the door. It doesn't really require that much. You need to... It's about your, you know, letting your kids understand or helping your kids understand that, yeah, when this door's shut, you got to leave me alone. You need to create... You do need to create the environment in your mind too like you can't be you can't be sitting on your bed with your laptop chilling back right uh, attending class that was sort of the premise and that's the mistake i think a lot of people are doing with the at-home stuff you need to like to create the space do you have to present that way on your zoom calls you think you can't because be like Cavino on our Zoom calls. Oh, I he's know. always lounging. I could tell he's laying down with his hand behind his head, and he's like looking the other way at a TV. It's like the green slug in the Cricket Wireless commercial. No, a lot of times I'm charging my phone. That's really why. So I'm sitting where I wouldn't normally be sitting. You don't have plugs other places in your house? No, I have a plug right on my right next to my uh, what's it called end table. Yeah, but. Okay, so I'm sitting on the edge of my. I'm sitting. Yeah, but then you sit up. You sit up and you present yourself. Like, you you know. Yes, yes, I can. Yes, I can sit at this couch and do work on my computer. But when I actually have to like do audio editing and stuff, I unplug my computer from here. I go inside to my desk and I have to sit at my desk. If we're talking about right answers, to do work. But we're on the meetings for fucking or you two need, hours. Or you need to sit at your table. Like a lot of people will will set aside at their a part of their kitchen table. During the day to do work, you need that structure. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. In a home uh, work setup, and there's a whole angle of this article, by the way, about working from home, where you're in a decent position, where working at home doesn't affect you. If you're in a position where you're still young and networking, trying to find your way, you can't do that from home. Oh, yeah. Sales, presentations. When you're trying to make your way in your company, this is like the worst time for career growth because if your whole world is based on entertaining clients, being charismatic, being the guy or woman at the office that is liked, your your whole come up that way has been paused. Oh, what about the person that was, you know, so close to getting that promotion? Just got set back another six seven months that's to remind everybody where he was right before this happened oh that sounds familiar that's With, without the face-to-face contact at work you're not creating those bonds and ties and you're alienating yourself and you're never no client or someone's going to go to bat for you when they don't really have that personal relationship yeah. with you like didn't someone else used to work on our show who's that oh archie Archie. Oh, yeah. Archie. Remember, Archie. Remember Archie? Yes, I remember Archie. Yeah. Who's that? Oh, Archie. yeah. Archie. Black ass. Black ass. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Chocolate ass. Chocolate ass. Outside of, a, outside of immediate family, this is uh, according to some doctors and psychologists, outside of immediate family, people's coworkers 
are their most consistent opportunity for social interaction. So there's no there's no interaction people are getting outside their husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you roommate, or kids. You know what's slowly happening? They're turning into the movie Wally. Yeah. Wally. Because part of what I miss the most about the everyday of going to work and socializing and interacting, you're also walking around a lot. You know, you're you're up in Adam. I don't know who Adam is, but you're up in Adam. You're all, all up in him. No, I mean, oh, like uh, you're Adam walking Carolla. around. Is it Crawler? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, hey, Adam, guys. Uh... The doozy. Hey, the doozy hey, the virus is a hoax. Adam Crawler here. <laughs> like you're walking around the office. You're up in uh, Adam Barton. You're, you're, <laughs> you're going from point A to point B. You do a lot of steps throughout the day. Yeah. You lose those steps when you're working oh, from my home, God. and you look like the guys from Wally. I have to. Wally. You're, you're, a, you're a slug laying there in front of a screen. I do a three and a half mile walk every night. Just to balance Just it. to try. Yeah, think about it. And, and there are days. Day, how, many, how many steps do you think you were getting in your regular work? At least day? like. 5,000? Like, yeah, at least four to 5,000. You're not getting that. There's a part of this article that covers what you're saying. They're it's saying a big part of it. They're saying we have places at work that we go to. It requires walking around, yeah, going up and down, spot. going up and down stairs, passing people deliberately just to say hi. Oh, you know how many times I would do the the uh, yeah, do you do the uh, loop the little, around the, the office, loop around the office, just to say hi to everyone, see what's Power going strut, on. Man. Break rooms, what's doing? Communal kitchens, bathroom, coffee breaks. machines, bumping into someone coming in and out of the bathroom. These daily interactions were taken for granted because they made up a large percentage of your human interaction. I forget how to talk to people sometimes. Like, I'll go to the store and I'll have to talk to someone, and I forget how to do it. Someone, God, named, someone to... named Archie just hit me up and said, send me the article. Oh, Archie. Oh, Archie. 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 The guy. Archie. Yeah, Archie. Yeah, I, I love you, Archie. Guy. Archie. Yeah, like, I wonder. Again, you're minus 5,000 steps a day. You're we... getting 25,000 steps a week that you're not getting now. We talk mm-hmm. for a living. So we're obviously talking. I imagine there are people that are working from home that are barely saying a word all day until they like either their significant other comes home or they're going out to like the store. There's there's been days where they're ordering was, I, pe- or they're ordering pizza. Do you do you know the days? Think of a day in your life where you feel like you went the longest without saying a word. And I I know what days they are. I don't know why because I thought of this once. Because every day we wake up, and we're talking a mile a minute all day. We're on the radio and TV and. I'm I a talkative guy. You're a talkative guy. I talk to myself a lot. Out loud. When, you, when we're on a business trip. When I pee, I say, oh, man. Does that count? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, when, oh man. That's usually when I'm peeing. Does that count? Uh, then, yeah, yeah, maybe. Right. But my when, morning pee, I start talking immediately. When you and I are on a business trip, and <laughs> let's say it overlaps a weekend. Like, let's say we have to cover a fight on a Saturday night. If we wake up Saturday morning and... and one of us texted the person like, All right, let's meet for like one o'clock for like a late breakfast, brunch, lunch. You may go to like the early afternoon without talking to someone. Imagine if every day of your life from the minute you woke up, if you don't have roommates, a wife, kids or anything, you may not utter words. to Wally, bro. Everyone's getting socially awkward. Ugh, so Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk posted a video yesterday that the most powerful thing you could do upon return is to say hello. Mm-hmm. Say hi on Spotter Day, which is Saturday, but I'm by myself. That's your like chill day, right? My chill day. Your wife works on. Saturday. My wife works on Saturdays. So it's just you. I don't say a word until she gets home to anyone. What about when you're watching Leo Lulu? 
You're like, does okay. that count? Uh, does that count? No, like, just, oh. no, he, he said in his mind, he's like, sweet, damn. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So it doesn't count. Ooh. That doesn't count. How about when you're banging those pillows? People, yeah, people take stairs, go to different floors. As I had people moving through a space, whether convenient or not, you're, you're minus in, 100,000 steps a week. Is important to human interaction. People end up talking to their coworkers, complimenting a new haircut. 10,000? I'm trying to do the math. Asking how someone's kids are. How many steps are we losing a week? 5,000 a day. 5,000 a day. 5,000 a week. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying 100,000 a month. Whether it's you're corralled in an elevator together or washing your hands next to each other in the bathroom. Over time, those quick encounters build a sense of belonging, build a sense of community, and build a sense... Of what a company's yeah. trying to accomplish. When was the last time you walked in the in the bathroom and smelled the vile shit of someone else who was on their lunch break? When's, when's, the, last the, last time time I, when's the last time I went to the bathroom? So Wizard John there every time. Yeah, <laughs> showering in the sink. Showering in the sink. You talk to people who felt really excited. This is uh, from one of the contributors to this article. You talk to people who felt really excited for the first few weeks of remote work because it was like vacation. But now, a fair number of those early enthusiasts are starting to go stir-crazy with no relief on the horizon, and maybe worse, no one to commiserate with at the office microwave for 90 seconds while they're warming up last night's spaghetti. Oh, what about the spaghetti. office smokers whose only socializing was probably with the other smokers outside of the office? People like, fucking goddamn... Where they would commiserate. <laughs> we called them the Smokies. The Smokies would commiserate outside with other Smokies. Now they have to go to their like own balcony. You know who and commiserate uh, by themselves. You know who misses out here? The people whose contributions to the workplace were very hands on. Like the old the old guy that brought donuts once a week, and everyone loved him because oh, it's the Donut Hank. I oh, used donut to bring lots of donuts. Donut the, Hank. Yeah. You know what? Spot. You said it the other day, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll claim it if you don't want it. You said uh, there's a guy we work with who everyone loved him just a little more because every time he had a meeting, he would bring tacos. Oh, yeah. And now his Zoom meetings are unbearable, apparently. He has <laughs> zero value added to this company. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah, so, when it's a Zoom, value. so when it's a Zoom meeting with 20 people. Right. His social value is gone. It's, it's a, it's a eh. Right. But when it's an office meeting and there's 20 people having tacos talking about things. Oh, I mean, give me tacos. I'll talk about anything. Yo. Yeah. He brings the party. Now... Taco guy, donut, old guy or lady. What about what about just those simple little like I keep saying, like the little like, yo, Wizard John, what's up? Hey, Michael Yo, how you doing, man? Hey, Nikki Glazer. Hey guys. Hey Tom Papa, what's going on? Those little you're getting very little social interaction. None. I used to yeah, I So imagine I, I, what it's doing to children. I used to spend half my day outside of the studio just talking to people. Spot you were the, about you were the straight you were the straight guy that hung out with all the cute all the uh, hot bitches loved yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, you must be really down on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Think about this guys. We're not doing any of the little socialization that we, we socializing that we used to do. What about kids who are just developing their personalities? How do they recover? You're talking about not being able to recover rich from this? How do kids who are just getting into their own, recover, and become normal at socializing again. When I mean, this has you know, been swept from under them. Kids are resilient. I don't know, man. They're going to be little weirdos. You ever see how kids communicate now with social media and tablets? and You know, it makes them weird. <laughs> now, you're, now you're limiting them even more. Makes them a bunch of weirdos. Now they, you know, they can't even socialize at school. 
So I, th- I think there's a lot of things that might not recover the same way. Guys, I have worked from home for 20 years. Three years ago, I started working out because my health was getting bad. Wore a Fitbit for three months prior and was getting less than 800 steps a day. He was doing that for years. Like, he's getting yeah. no steps. That's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. often think about that. I'm like, you know what? Um, this little residual weight I put on isn't that bad because where am I going from the fucking living room to the bathroom every few minutes? You know, we're we're missing about rich. Honestly, you and I, everyone's different, but little, around five thousand steps a day. Oh yeah, just from work, just from your regular work, work and walking around. It's insane. Reading the feedback eight six six nine six nine nineteen sixty nine. If you want to call, or if you want to text four one two the letter C in our show. Just working from home. We're gonna we're gonna end up. Doing this for almost a year when all said and done, right? Well, let's go to uh, let's go to your phone calls. Let's start with our buddy Mauser decides to chime in. Wowzer, what's we up? Have, we haven't mentioned his name in an hour, so we needed to uh, remind everyone. You needed to call in. Hey, what's up, Mauser? Hey, buddy. Yeah, great. Jim Ramsey can mark that down. Hey, uh, so Rich, I think to myself and I think to you, if you were working from home in Zoom meeting with your potential wife, and same for me, I met my wife through work. You'd never have those hookups. There's no relationships. You're never seeing them in person. So the office hookup that eventually leads to a bigger relationship would never happen. You met your ex-wife through our studio, Cavino. Yeah, I don't have. He ex- met his wife. I met my wife. So many people. I can name five couples that met through SiriusXM. People meet and hook up and date and get married and have um, kids. You know what you need to do in your next Zoom call? Just ask the group. What's a good car that gets good mileage, but also is an ass machine? <laughs> it's a good, then, yeah, it's a good one, Spot. It's a good one. Listen to yesterday's show yeah. on demand if you yeah, want to know. If you want to know, Jesus, if you want to know what that's about. <laughs> so funny, Eric in Colorado. What's up, Eric? Hey, Eric. Hey guys. Hey, there was a there was an article in one of the magazines or uh, one of the newspapers here in Denver the other day that seventy percent of the businesses in downtown Denver will not reopen in person until January, and even then, the restrictions they're talking about, like uh, no more than two people in an elevator that would normally have 20, and they're telling, and one of the article, one of the things in there was they said, well, if you start work at nine, because of some of these restrictions, don't, you better plan on being here at like 745, because it could take you an hour to get to your office. And it's, it's like ridiculous. And then I've got friends that work from home that uh, him and his wife, they share the same room, and they had to build a, uh, like a green screen between the two of them so that they could work at the same time. Yeah, it's it's not easy, but, no, I, you know. Yeah, think of our New York office. I don't mind think that. Think of getting up, the, how long it took just to get up the <laughs> elevator in the New York office in the morning. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. In our elevator bank. That's true. And how, there, how are and they the, going to do and that? And each elevator was crammed with people. <laughs> so imagine that when the office, re, if the office, if and when the office reopens. Well, then, be then office slugs. Well, you know what you start thinking also? Do people start to really think about their living situation? Or are we still assuming this is all temporary? Meaning yeah, there's companies that are going to say, hey, man, we, we got by. There's a lot of people that were able to do this, and they're going to be able to save money. So. I think our situation is unique. Because they'll be like, hey, we have these huge facilities. Come back to the studio. But, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the only person on earth looking at real estate right now. And 
one of the things everyone thinks of, like, yeah, I don't want to be too far away from the office. What if there is no office? That's a thought. You but have to create we'll, your we'll, own. We'll be back in the office, but I'm saying not everyone. Not yeah, you know, because there'll be a pressure that you say hey, that, we have, Rich. But we also said uh, we also thought this was going to last for two weeks at one yeah, point. Yeah, but I mean, what if they in, have in our in our world? Yeah, sets and guests and it, our world is full of more germs than any other occupation out there. But what I'm saying is there'll be an expectation for radio, television, or broadcasting to be in studios and all that type of shit. I'm saying if you're sitting in a cubicle or a corner office or any office, they may not need you there. Yeah. They could argue like, well, our show's better on a set with cameras instead of doing ESPN from home. If Justin's in his office or Justin's on his home computer, there's no difference for a lot of people. But we're going to lose interaction, man. People are, uh, and especially to wrap it up, that younger generation, Kavino, that's trying to network now. How do you network when there's no events, no coworkers, no small talk, no meetings in person with the boss? How are you supposed to, how are you supposed to, quote, network? It's a weird thought, right? uh, The same way that uh, Instagram pyramid schemes get off the ground. No, but it's, it is, it's tough. It's, um. It's a setback and an adjustment for a lot of people. Wow. Thanks. Now I'm fired down. Sorry, buddy. I was feeling it. Now Man. I'm fired down. I th- I th- I th- <laughs> Do you think there's a good majority of people who prefer working from home? I do. I don't mind. I think people, there's some people that would prefer to work from home. I wish if I, they could send their kids like to imagine school. It, imagine like. No, I, 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 w- I like the, um, you know what I hope to get out of this? The flexibility of. Yeah, we go to the office, but hey, every once in a while, I'm just not feeling it. I'd rather stay home and work. Like, think, think That'd about be it. Cool. A lot of uh, commutes are, are such a headache, especially in, in the bigger cities. I wouldn't be opposed to Some once we... Some people have uh, to drive it over an hour just to get to work. I wouldn't be opposed to once we, once we get back in action saying, hey, uh, now that we know it works just fine, how about uh, every Friday or every Monday we do the show from home? Yeah, that's great. It would feel fantastic. And get your weekend started right yeah, here, and then and then you'd and and then you'd get all the Dude, I'd crack right into a huevos fríos like right after the show. Yeah, but think Why about wait? it. If they if they said if they said yeah, you could do Friday show from home, then you go to work during the week. You get your office time in. You do your interviews. You're in the studio. You're doing your networking, your meetings, all that. But then on Friday, we just I'm telling you the stigma of working from home, which happened before this. All this happened. People work from home. The stigma has gone away. Now it's just it's become the norm, so it's more acceptable. Can I can I shift gears for one second? Then I know we got a break, and if you want to take a few more phone calls, I'm sorry, you let me know. And three and three oh eight, by the way, did say what, what happened to our fart sound effect while he shifts. Into I was gear. just letting. Uh, I wanted to know if he was oh, actually yeah, going to shift I'm going to shift gears, but 308 asked, are kids ever going to have snow days again? I said this I, yesterday. I saw that meme. I saw people speculating this. It was like a picture of a sad guy, and I was like, why is this guy? It's like the kids realizing... They'll never have a snow day again. It'll just be, oh, today, kids, you're... You're remote uh, learning. Yeah, remote learning today, kids. Man, imagine kids... Imagine you're... Is that going to be our... We used to kick a can both uh, both ways uh, up a hill or something? Back in our day. We used to have snow days. We used to have snow days. What do you mean, Grandpa? Well, when it well, snowed a lot, uh, they canceled school. Whoa, whoa. Canceled? But why didn't you just do school from the computer? Well, get this. When we were in school, people didn't have computers. I'm sorry, what? That's going to be ours. Snow days. 
our grandkids are going to one day think that sounds like the most an- uh, like antique old guy thing. Snow days. I we- used to have snow days. Weather dictated your actions? Cavino and Rich. Best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Last night, it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Again, Sarah sleeping with Ben on the couch. Because it's... Any parent could understand, because you probably remember this. If you find a place where they sleep and don't wake up, you almost say, all right, let me stick, let me stick with this if I want a good night's sleep. Because you'd say, why won't he just put him in the, in the crib? He wakes up for some reason in the crib. So if he sleeps on the ottoman, he doesn't wake up. So Sarah's been sleeping on the couch for like the last week. Yeah, but isn't that enabling? Not that I'm not a... Parent or anything. Yeah, but you just, want, you just want sleep. But at that point, you're not teaching them any lessons. They're fucking six months old. If they, if they comfortably somehow fall asleep there, if you know that moving them is going to wake them up, guess what you don't want to do? Move them. It's like, you know when you have a sleeping baby and you don't want to fucking wake them? It's that. But I'm laying in bed last night alone. I'm like, yeah, what can I watch before I go to bed? And I watch episode one of I'm a fucking murderer. What is it? I kill people. Now I'm, I'm free. I'm a killer released. <laughs> I'm a killer released. How were you not distracted by that guy's fucking teeth the whole time? I mean, I couldn't he's focus. Been in prison for thirty years. I couldn't focus at all because Dentistry how is not mangled, the number one priority there. His teeth were so mangled that I'm like, I know he was on death row. I know he's happy to just be released. But my goodness, his fucking teeth. Yeah, they were bad, for sure. I mean, but most guys in prison whose for teeth, 30 years whose, have pretty bad teeth. Whose teeth are more distracting, this guy or the guy on Tiger King? This guy, Spot. Because the bottom, they look like, it looks like a terribly... I, mean, uh, I don't expect the guys in prison to be like, you know, super handsome and awesome. Yeah, but it was like a... They're for, former murderers. It was like a picket fence gone wrong or something. Yeah, I mean, it was bad. There's no doubt. Like a graveyard? It was like candy corns lined up incorrectly. I didn't necessarily like recommend it. I just brought it up. I mean... I like the series. It was I interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's sort of dark and sad. It's just I watched. I it. like any sort of documentary, docu series, or you know, story in that way. But it's not like exciting to to watch. I watched episode one, and yeah, I was distracted by his teeth the whole time, so I really didn't get much more out of it. Other than it says a lot, it really does. I mean, look at his teeth, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, but like, you can't get past that. Are there dentists in jail? I'm sure they they yeah. have some sort of maintenance for these guys. Or they have, maybe they have like a, like but they're a pro, not doing anything cosmetic. Like a program, like a program yeah. where they'll send students in or something. I'm sure they do something. They guy. have to. Can you look that up, Spot? Honestly, no. They do. They do prisoners do. get get dental care? Of course. Was that considered well, like probably the most basic kind? I'll say they don't get a goodie bag with like floss and a toothbrush. They don't get to dive <laughs> into the uh, treasure chest and pick out like a cool rubber ball or something. They don't get to do that. I'm going to the dentist today, in fact, right after the show, trying to catch up on all the appointments I missed in the past oh, there's an five article. plus months. Look at this articles about how dental problems make life hard after prison for people that are released. Dental care in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Sandpaper and what? <laughs> yeah, it's usually la- well, they have a. It says while in prison, they have a constitutional right to dental care. But the courts have offered little guidance on the services that institutions... I want to do a uh, documentary about dent- dental care in the prison system. I mean, it's very possible. And I saw another thing where it says these prisoners sometimes don't have access to dental care until they're in prison. So it's very possible that they're so far gone 
by the time they get to prison. When was your last dental cleaning? We sent you a postcard. Oh, 15 years ago. You want to watch a good documentary about prison life and turning your life around? Watch that Danny Trejo documentary. Routine care. It is fantastic. Usually means waiting upwards of two or three years for a tooth to be pulled or a temporary filling to be applied. What? So someone could be like, yeah, my tooth is broken and yeah. they have to wait two to three years? So if they have, so I guess maybe they do regular checkups or cleanings, but like anything outside of the regular checkup is, takes forever. That's something I could guarantee our listeners have never thought of one time. But why would you watch this? I've recommended the Rust Valley Restorers, I mean, a thousand times, but you watched that. And I mentioned it in passing. Seems more interesting. Yeah, but you don't seem the dark type to want to watch about this I, guy, I, murderer I watched, who, who uh, moved on. I didn't even hype I've, it up. I just thought it was good. I've watched a ton of... You're the one guy on the show that hasn't watched their fair share of Law and & Orders and crime oh, yeah. shows. And, well, that's true. Yeah. And all those things. I mean, I... I watched I watched Orange is New Black. You guys yeah, didn't. I mean, I don't like that shit. Um, but it's uh, I, yeah, it well, was interesting. My my big takeaway is it? only three episodes. No, I only watched the first one. But my big takeaway, besides his fucking mangled teeth, which I couldn't get past, <laughs> is that the dental care system in prisons need to change. But if you find God to the level that people that are on death row do, mm-hmm. I didn't know he was missing. What's your take on that? Like, do you feel like they're a better person, or do you feel like it is their only way to cope with the idea that they are a killer and they're going to be put to death? Like, do you really Both. believe that they feel that way? Not everybody finds God. Yeah. So I'd say both to your answer, and I do think that that guy uh, lived with a lot of pain, and you know this particular story that we're talking about. Oh, and it made me this realize this guy committed murder but regretted it. Mm-hmm. There's a major twist that you haven't even gotten to. Yet. Okay. Uh, the motive completely changes. He admits that there was a different motive as to why he made that murder. Um, don't want to give it away. Yeah. We're talking about the brand new trending number five right now on Netflix. I am a killer released. Yeah, I believe he found God because a there was nothing else to do. He was looking for answers. Um, he. Felt no reason to live anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why he committed murder in the first place. Um, he, on that day, he says he killed two people, uh, the innocent man and, and himself, because his life sort of ended on that day. And his only option was to look elsewhere and find God, and I, I do believe it saved him. But you know what it also makes you realize? And I believe it changed him. It, makes, it makes you realize when you hear his backstory, you know, I'm not making excuses for a murderer, but... He was molested as a kid. Yeah. He was in and out of different houses. His, he watched his father beat the shit out of his mother his it's, whole childhood. It's no excuse, but it, it helps you understand. Well, it shows you how it's someone's like story, life is shaped. Uh, it's like the story of Johnny Lawrence. You thought he was the bully all those years until you found out yeah, about you, his backstory. Until you really understood why. Yeah. Until Hard you realized thing. Ed Asner was his dad. Yeah, he had a tough family life. He wasn't treated uh, well by the people right. around him. Exactly. Well, who some, knew? Some like little like penis boy stole his girlfriend. Exactly. That he was trying to reconcile with. Think of his dad. What a dick. Remember his, it, yeah, like, Ed Asner. Yeah, yeah Ed Asner. Right. You, told you, him his yeah. mom was tight. Yeah. What was that about? Oh, because she was tight. And she was and tight. And she was tight. Jeez. But the backstory of anything gets you more invested and gives you a help, uh, a better understanding. Yeah. But yeah, prison life. Uh, same for, it's not uh, for me. It's not the life for me, I can tell you that. I will say. In, in 30 years, yeah, he, he turned his life to God. I think that's the better question here, Rich. 
Do you believe in the change that he made? Is that what you're asking, or do you believe? I'm not that- asking if you believe in God. I'm asking, do you do you believe that when someone is in a dire situation, when they turn completely to religion, do you believe they're a changed man? When this guy is like, every other yes. word out of his mouth is God or Jesus I, Christ or yes. this or that. Do you believe that he is a different man than the man that murdered that guy? Yeah, just by default, by 30 years of living there, for sure. Yeah. You know, he's an older man now. That, I don't think he has that same sort of anger or that same sort yeah. of energy. Um, but I also think that people play the system and 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 take that route just to pretend like they're rehabilitated, rehabilitated and, and displaying good behavior. Are you rehabilitated? That's a bullshit word made up by a bullshit. I don't even know what that means. means. <laughs> uh, to, yeah, they're just channeling their energy towards something, something right? And it just happens to be religion, which is a very opposite extreme. But if that takes them their mind away from the bad stuff, I mean, you never know. You know, it, it could be permanent and beneficial, or it could just be temporary. By well, the way, I, I'm not necessarily vouching for this, but I, I do find it interesting. So if you guys want to watch, I tell it, you, again, I mean, it's, it's on Netflix. It's, it's, it was trending on Netflix. It's only by the way, episodes. hopefully you had a good. What is today? Wednesday, Tuesday night. Hopefully you uh, you enjoyed some NBA playoffs, some Stanley Cup playoffs, some tacos, some tacos. Maybe you enjoyed the binge on Hulu. I saw some people hitting us up saying, "What a piece of garbage!" And I said, "Well, I never said it was a great movie. I said it was fucking hilarious yeah, was sure. and stupid all at once." You said it was the greatest movie. I read the loved. reviews and people were like, "I couldn't get past five minutes." Yeah, of well, I saw other people hit me up saying it was hilarious. <laughs> Maybe because they saw through the fake. Morgan Freeman right away, and you were pulled in by the thought, thinking it was actually well. Morgan let Freeman. me tell you, it was. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, other people watching Cobra Kai for the first time, and I'm watching it for the second time. And who knew? Because you know the phones are all lit up, and, and apparently we hit a chord or 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 a nerve. <laughs> Get it? Teeth. Um, everyone seems to have insight on dental hygiene in prison. Well, a lot of uh, our <laughs> listeners and friends that uh, tune in have spent some time in the big yeah, house. Who, who knew? Yeah, we had such an uh, ex-con population. Exactly. Ugh. Where do you want to I start? I used to be white. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's start with Nick the Slasher McGirt on line one. <laughs> John and Callie, what's up, man? My dear Schnucky. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, I think hey, with, with, with health care and the uh, prison system, I think it just comes down to whether they want it or not. I'm sure he used those seats as a weapon at one point. He had and, to. They, they're like little knives. Well, no, no guy's going to want a blowjob from that guy. Say it again. I said, you always hear about our taxpayers' dollars paying for like sex changes for, for prisoners and shit like that. So it yeah, had to be just his the... choice to keep the teeth. Yeah, you hear about that, but that doesn't really happen. I don't know what happens. It might. Uh, yeah, but people... Uh, people... Let's go I'm to John sure. in Virginia. Oh, boy. Uh, John the Ripper, you're on the show. It all makes sense now, John. Hey, John. <laughs> Hey guys, hey! I'll tell Spot off air what I did. I don't want to kind of, I don't because if I, it's kind of really embarrassing, but it's kind of similar what the guy did yesterday. I spent two thousand eight to two no, I don't even remember now. Two thousand nine to two thousand maybe ten. I spent eighteen months. I got five years. I got I got three suspended. You get free dental care. You get free everything. But I think I'd rather tell Spot off air. Is that cool? That's no, fine. can you? No, I want you to tell. I want you to tell me now. No one's listening. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's listening. Ha ha ha. No what did you, listening. John? John, what did you do? You're you're rehabilitated. You're out in the free world. Just tell us. What did you do that you spent 18 months in jail? Because you said it's embarrassing. So you want to tell us? I know. Yeah, but I'm gonna be. 
Just say it. Like I said, you I'm can't. off probation. I'm off everything. Blah blah blah. What you do? Well, what you do? It's very personal to him. No, he wants to tell us. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He wouldn't have brought it up if he didn't want to tell no, us. No, let him. No, let him keep. It does. It's like it's like when you want to tell. It's like when you want to like brag to your significant other that like you got hit on at the gym or something, and you like want to bring it up. No, he, he brought it up because he, he wants he, he wants no, us to be like John. What what you do? Stop looking at me, Rich. You're making me feel weird yeah, about. Yeah, you're this. making me feel okay. weird. John, what did you do, bro? No, is there any way I could do a spot up here that I? You can John, did you? Bl- I don't John, did. That. All right, put John. No, on. Well, I can't talk to him off air, so it's it, it's not how that works. John, I can't. What? What's up? Tell Archie. All right, got, yeah, tell me. Tell me. I got scheme. I got scheme. Let's put it that way. You got schemed by a hooker. No, by a cop. Okay. So if the cop right. set you up for a... No, the cop set you up for something and you fell for something not realizing it was a cop? 10-4, I was stupid. I uh, Okay. Hey, right. let me tell you, man. That's... Uh, don't feel so stupid. Cops are pretty tricky with uh, sting operations. What was it? Was it drugs or hookers? Why are you... I know. Uh, you're really weird hookers. about this. What? I don't know the hookers, but yeah, I'm kind of... The- I'll play it by a hooker. That's what I'll say. But yeah, on the hooker side of things. On the hooker side yeah. of things. Okay. All right, TJ Hooker. All right. I'm more Thank fascinated you. by how Nico Listen. spells Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. For, for John. John from Virginia. In Virginia. 18 months. Uh, John says they provide health care and dental and all that good stuff. Right. Thank so. you, John. We love you, buddy. Hey, he wanted to tell us. No, he didn't. Hey, did he? Did. He goes, I think he did. I want to tell you what I did, but I'll tell you offline. That was his way of saying, like, I, I sort of want you to know. Wasn't What's up, that Greg? interesting, to be honest? What's up, Greg? Hiya, Greg. Hey, what's going on, boys? How you guys doing? Hey. Hey, listen, so dental care, all them guys are full of shit. Dental care of the joint. Yes, it's offered, but you don't go get cleanings. You don't go get checkups. If you have a toothache, they'll eventually get you in, and the first thing they want to do is just rip it out. They don't want to put caps, crowns, nothing. That's why it's why a lot of people that come out of the joint got fucked up mouth, man, because they just want to rip them out. They don't want to do yeah. that. And they're eating shitty food. Yeah, it like, makes sense. Yo, it's just not a priority. You're just trying to get not to get butt raped or murdered. Yeah, so your, your teeth are not like the <laughs> issue. And, and the yeah. sharp and gross. Gruel. The, the more gross your teeth are, the more likely that someone's going to want a blowjob. Slop. You, so. Oh, I thought we had gru- Oh, is it gruel only on Thursdays? Slop. Uh, today's tonight. Like Wednesday, Wednesday night is slop. Okay. Uh, Black Adam in Mississippi. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? What up? Hey, I, I'm gonna tell you about prison, but first, uh, Cavino, I check your show out. The uh, the Russell Valley Restorers, a uh, yeah. not my cup of tea. I don't, I don't want to see Howard Stern and and <laughs> goddamn Ron Jeremy fixing cars. I so that's you know, it's D. Snyder and <laughs> David Crosby. You know, I could have uh, put my yeah, uh, yeah. my testicles that you wouldn't have liked that show. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected you to like yeah, it. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it. Right. Yeah. It's all good, man. And, uh, what's, up, what's up, Black Adam? I, I, so tell me. I also, I also got a, a, I'm going to tell you about prison in a second. I also got a pass today. You know, I'm on quarantine, but I got a pass to leave the house for three hours. I got to go get a chest x-ray because they say my lungs ain't expanded enough. Oh, so geez. I'm about to leave and go to the hospital and uh, get a chest x-ray. Ask but I'm going to tell you about the look. Black Adam, sir? ask them for an incentive spirometer. It'll help keep your lungs uh, uh, blowing up. Incentive s- what? Spirometer. Spirometer. Yeah, write that down. I, 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 I got cheap plastic right things. Now. They can give you one. 
I wish you the best, man. <laughs> Skeeps. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate oh, it. oh, 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 I got to tell you, you want to hear about the hoose cow. Okay. I did three years. Okay. And I'm not going to be the other dude like that. I don't want to tell you. Look, I, I sold cocaine. I got caught. I did three years. Oh, great. So that's over with. And I had to get a two-pool. $6 to get your two-pool in Mississippi if you're in prison. That's but, it. yeah, that's But you do not get no pain medicine. Oh, what? We will pull your tooth, but you do not get no – Yeah, we'll numb it and pull it. But once the pain comes back, hey, deal with it until it stops. Oh, do they tie your tooth to a string and close a door? Oh, now a- uh, they they got a uh, they got some wire plows and grabbed it and just kept pulling. They kept oh. pulling. Oh. 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 Hold on, oh. hold on, let, let, please let me finish. Yeah. And then uh, my root had like a hook in it. What? So he, what yeah, and my root had a hook, so he just kept pulling and just tearing my gum up. And he like, oh shit. You got a hook. Uh, Let me turn. And then he turned and pulled it out. So he tore my gums up. So for uh, they gave me baby aspirin once every 48 hours for the pain. Oh, my God. Yeah, not the good life, that's for sure. Yep. I'm glad you're doing better yeah, now. And y'all have a blessed day, sir. I'm enjoying yeah, y'all. Too. Oh, look, uh, my, my wife got me yesterday. Uh, she, she brought me something to eat. And, you know, she called me and said, well, I put your food on the porch. Because uh, by the grace of God, they didn't have it. My mother stays down the road. They've been staying with her. And, you know, she rang the doorbell, called and said, I'll let you something outside. And she said, here you go. Uh, what's the the black lady name in uh, the color purple? You remember they had to, they kept pushing the food. Suge Avery. Name, but yeah. Suge okay. Avery. My wife put on there, here you go, Suge Avery, and then <laughs> left. <laughs> well, hey, I'm glad they're safe. Uh, black Adam. I'm sorry, Suge Avery, uh, recovering from the coronavirus. <laughs> okay, Keep okay, one ball, Vino. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Later, buddy. One Thanks ball. for sharing. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Texas. You're on the show. What's up, Kevin? Yeah, it was a way. Hey, hey, uh, you know, I, I heard you guys talking about prison, and then I did six years in federal prison, three different joints. You know, the, the, the medical system is a joke. You know, I got seven stitches in my knee. And, wow. you know, they didn't give me any kind of medicine. Uh, the dental care, all they do is just pull your teeth. That's it. They're just going to pull your teeth. And I seen the, the dentist actually break a guy's jaw trying to get a tooth out because he was just putting too much pressure. And, I mean, they, they, like we say in the joint, you know, uh, you know they, they, they count you like cattle. They treat you like dogs. You know what I mean? And, and it's total bullshit, you know, total bullshit. And, and as for Black Adam, He's getting fed just like he was in prison. His his wife's opening the window, sliding the food in, and then he's closing the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He's in quarantine big time right now. Um, oh, man, thank you, Kevin, well. for sharing. I'm sorry Thanks, to hear Kevin. that, but hey, stop breaking the law, asshole! <laughs> right? That's why. That's why this guy hey, had think, all those missing teeth in I think the documentary. I think we're missing a golden opportunity here. Let's start a dental care program. No. We need to like start having uh, our listeners spread the word in prison. We could be the number one show in prison. People get prison rehabilitated, system. then all of a sudden we're their number we could one be the show. Number when they one get show out. in the prison system. No. Oh. So if you're listening right now, you're a fan, and then you get sent to prison. Spread the good word. I don't know if we're edgy enough. 
You think the prison people are like Coco Melon songs? Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> they do. Makes them think of yeah, their it kids. Does. It makes, makes them think of their kids. It brings out their softer it. side. Yeah. Uh, Rich will remind them of their prison bitch. That's so funny. Uh, let's talk to Steve in Philly. Rich couldn't get past the fact that this guy had mangled teeth. The, the, the guy, the guy on the on the what is the name of the show? I'm, I'm not telling you again. Oh. You know, you, you don't know the certain shows. You have a mental dead. blank. I am a killer. I'm a killer released. Released. Rust right. Valley restored. It's the released, oh. released version. What's released. up, buddy? Not much. Now, correction officer in Philly, 34 years. Half of the things you were hearing right now is pure bullshit. Oh. Because it ain't what they want. It ain't the drugs they want. And uh, they get medical, they get dental, they get education, they get college education, computer education. If they came in with a stump, they got prosthetics. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm okay. sure it's different, you yeah, know, case by case. But by the courts. The courts run this. And if they don't abide by it, they get sued from the courts. Thanks, Steve. Stephen Philly worked in the prison system 34 years. Uh, Mike in New this, York. This is fascinating. You're on the show. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, so about 20 years ago, I, start, I started working with inmates on death row and in prison, right? And then I decided to write David Berger with a letter. And I was out in school in Wisconsin doing a lot of work in Cook County Jail and places out there. And he responded, and I was like, what? Get out of here. So I started writing him back and forth. I visited him. I bought him his first code red Mountain Dew, some tacos out of the vending machine, and we hit it off. Wait. Three young kids. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. Say that honestly, again. blank. Oh, honestly, he ch- changed man. God changed his life. He's a different person than the murderer he was in the 70s. I mean, it's weird. You shake his hand. You feel in the hand that pulled the trigger on 13 people. But talking to him now him letters, visiting him in prison. Last time I saw him, he was in Fallsburg when they moved him recently. But yeah, he, he's definitely a changed man. No well, doubt. Ever, yeah. I watched the uh, the old, the original Unsolved Mysteries. Did a, did a whole thing on, on him, like a multi-episode series on him. Did he ever allude to other people being involved? Because that was that's a whole speculation Never. that he was part of a, a group of people and he was the scapegoat for the whole situation. Never, and trust me when I say this, I have probably three shoeboxes full of letters from this guy. I got, I got names that blow your mind. I've written to friggin some of the Manson family. One of the Menendez brothers sent me a Christmas card like 15 years ago. I don't remember which one. I have like... Yeah, was it Lyle or Eric? <laughs> that's wild, man. Yeah. I, I had yeah, Mike, Angel that's Resendez, weird. the railroad... Listen to this. Angel Resendez, the railroad killer from Texas. He sent me, you know, you press a flower in a book. He sent me a pressed cockroach. It was disgusting. It's the one thing I threw out from prison stuff I got. But I have so many letters. I, I can't part with them. I love them. And I, it, it's amazing. You know, but David What's Berkowitz this? changed me and never alluded to anything like that. Never. Why, why this fascination with, like, these psycho okay, people? So I went, to, I went to college, and it was a college in Wisconsin, and, you know, they had ministries like go feed the homeless, do this, do that. I wanted to get, I got involved in the prison ministry. Nothing cooler than going to Statesville Prison in Joliet. And I seen that movie, Natural Born Killers, and being in the actual circle pod they taped it, and then meeting people on there. It's crazy. It's trying to help them. You know, I mean, one one bad mistake. I had a guy named Wayne Westbrook from Texas. He killed five people. Right, horrible. But he was drunk. 
and he found his wife cheating on him, and he came back with a gun. Who wouldn't be that crazy in that moment? And, you know, I met him, and we talked, and what an amazing guy. One of my best friends, I think, in prison, and he's dead now, got executed, but a life changer. I mean, I, I, I love it. It's, it's a hard thing to do. I got about 40 guys know it's been executed. I mean, I got a lot of lifers I write to, and I don't know, just trying to help you them. Ever, and if have, I can you ever considered, help. Uh, have you ever considered writing a book? Did that God on Death Row by Michael Nadris? It's out there. Yeah. So right. I'm not trying. Hey, to what, it, what is it again? That's uh, fascinating. Give, That's give yourself super a shout out. What is it? What's it called yeah. again? God on Death Row by Michael Nadris. I wrote that in 2005. I think I've sold 500 books my whole life. <laughs> I'm not really trying no, to well, push you, it. But, hopefully, you sell uh, a few more, man. Like honestly, God on Death Row. Like compiling those letters, I think is is so fascinating because look at all. Well, look at the. Obsession with true crime on the, on Netflix. Everybody's but watching these documentaries have, and shit. You have no clue how hard it is. Can you read these things? And some of them are psycho. Remember that movie Seven? Where they had those black and white Marvel notebooks where the writing yeah. was like two lines every line. We have I had guys that that had that and sent it to me. Guys that wrote me things on toilet paper. I still have it. It's crazy, but it's hard. You read it once, you get this volume of letters, and then you're like, plot the good stuff. Put in a book, and I, I was young. I know what I was doing. I always wanted to be a series, you know, like follow these twenty guys. Some will be dead by the end. Some will go on to the next series. But it's hard. I mean, I have kids. You know, I got a job. You can't be writing books. It's too much. But it, hey, well, it's Mike, awesome. that's cool. I love it. No, that's cool. And uh, it answered Rich's question. That's a perfect uh, call to wrap on. Hundred percent. I've I've had guys fake me out too. I had a guy, Stephen Fortin from Jersey. He gave his man. You'd think he was a changed man, but he in the end he wanted money. He wants stamps. He wants all this stuff. He, he was trying try to play you, you know. But a lot of guys, I do see a change. I believe in it. And, yeah, I'd let Berkowitz babysit my kids if he got out today. He's that much of a changed man. I've seen him wow. numerous times, wow. probably about seven or eight times. So, the guy in, in the docuseries, he killed one Thanks, guy. Uh, he he changed his reason. I don't right? want to give it away. Yeah, but he also became a minister. The, the second he got out of prison and, you know, he – credits God for changing his life and getting him on the right path and changing his whole perspective and becoming a different person. And he spent 30 years in prison. I think 30 years in prison will change anyone. So, and we even answered your uh, teeth question, Rich. Yeah, see, we get to the bottom of everything. That's the beauty of our show. Instead of us coming with answers for you guys, you provide us with all the answers. We appreciate it. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.